Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to Action Radio. This is Greg Penglis coming to you from the historic district of downtown Milton on the banks of the beautiful Blackwater River. And now let's get into Action Radio. Yeah, just thinking uh, before the show came on, this is an exciting time to be alive. There are incredible things happening all over the place. Um, the House just voted to, to pass the new rules. Now, whether they stick to them is a whole other matter, <laughs> but at least they passed them. So uh, they're on the right track. So as I, being the eternal optimist, I would have to say, so far, so good. So they've definitely, uh, they've, they've, they're on the right track. Now, of course, uh, what remains to be seen is this new church committee uh, and whether they're going to investigate uh, Brandon you know, for uh, what happened in the Virgin Islands uh, and, uh, you know, all the other stuff that's going on. I mean, we'll, we'll see. We'll see how much McDeedate does, which what uh, Kevin McDeedate, that's hard. I wish I picked an easier name from other than Kevin McDeedate, but it seems to fit so well. So that's why I did it. So I got that. And of course, we, uh, for the, if you haven't heard, we lost Diamond of Diamond and Silk last night. And so that's, uh, that's a huge loss. I have, you know, obviously she wasn't, uh, you know, vaccinated because she railed against it like the rest of us did. So, I mean, stuff happens. I mean, you know, so this is why you got to say what you're going to say while you can. Do what you're going to do. Don't wait. You know, and I don't care what age you are. Don't wait. Uh, do what you need to do. Do what you want to do. And because sooner or later, um, you know, when your time is up, your time is up. And it's really too bad because, uh, the, the irony of the whole thing is that we were already talking to Diamond and Silk uh, about coming on the show or me being on their show. And so I'm going to wait and see and, you know, wait to, uh, a while, obviously, uh, and talk to uh, Silk at some point uh, and see if we can get her on. But let's let them get themselves sorted out and let them uh, grieve and let them do, uh, you know, let them have their family uh, together first. But um you know, I, again, I, I just be, you know, I'd love to have the opportunity uh, to talk to Silk at this point, and we'll see, we'll see what goes on. Anyway, we got Brianna on the line, so let's get to our government inquiry and see what we shall be inquiring into this week. She started as a guest on Action Radio, courtesy of our Constitution reporter Amber Kemper. Both Brianna and Amber are graduates of Patriot Academy, a place where young folks get to practice writing and advocating legislation and being legislators in a mock session. Brianna immediately impressed all of us as someone we wanted on the show with her own report. With an insightful mind, asking and taking on complex questions, and a growing skill in sarcasm and satire, plus her study of government, history, the Constitution, and our founding, all of her skills and knowledge combined into something pretty incredible here on Action Radio. And now... The Government Inquiry Report with Brianna Cannon. Yeah, busy week, huh? How you been? What's going on? Good. I'm starting school. I've been doing a lot of homework. So is it homeschool, school, school, a combination of of, uh, both of them? Of what you can tell us, how's that all dividing up? I'm just curious. Um... It's an online kind of homeschool. Okay. So how does that work exactly? Do you get to to ask the same kind of questions um, that you could in a classroom setting? Because um, what I loved about about school, in fact, a lot of my my uh, my grade was class participation because I, I suck at tests. I just do, <laughs> you know. And I wasn't the best writer uh, in school. School didn't teach me to write. I taught myself to write after four years of college. I know that sounds ironic, but 
I got a grammar book and actually sat. This is how you're supposed to write. You know, a bit a little late, but uh, it worked out as I have my uh, another book I want to write. But how does that work out in terms of, of class participation? Or is it you, everybody's sort of online at the same time? Um, I think the only participation points you get is, like, if you do that work. Um, and no, not everybody is there at the same time. Um, and you don't really ask questions the same way. You usually have to send an email and then get a response that they don't know. Um, so <laughs> um, it's certainly really. Oh, where'd you go? Yolanda, quiet there. Yeah. Uh, then now you're back. Okay. What happened? You, you said after the after uh, this, you don't really have a chance to interact as much. It's hmm. really different. Do you know be interesting? Uh, now that I think about it, if you ever wanted to get uh, a few of your classmates um, to call in, uh, either during your report or at some point, and actually talk about the things that that are in any particular class, particularly a government class. Or history class, or, or even a, you know a science class, or anything anything you wanted to do, uh, to have that interaction. If if you could get you know three, four, maybe even five people on the line, now you could host it um, and, and just do a, a chat because the interaction, you know, like Socrates when he taught in in uh, you know ancient Greece, he taught by discussion. You know, the teacher and the student would walk in the garden and they they'd talk and then he'd gather in student groups and things like that. There's a the whole point of school is the interaction. And, and not just, they, they say the socialization, you know, in other words, playing in the, you know, the little kids playing in the schoolyard, uh, that's, you know, that kind of thing. That's not really where the interaction takes place. It actually should and does uh, many times take place in the classroom, but you've got to have two things going for you. You have to have a teacher that encourages class discussion, and you have to have students that actually open their mouth and say something. And I've been in situations where neither of those, you know, were there, but as long as you, but you need both. Classrooms can be really exciting if you get a good conversation going. And you know me. <laughs> in fact, you, you, you kind of remind me of me in some ways. I can see you, you know, instigating the same kind of outrageous discussions that I used to do, which is kind of cool. <laughs> but uh, would you ever want to try something like that maybe? Um, yeah, that's interesting. We'll put it on your long list of things to think about. I know that – You know me. Go ahead. I know that, like – I mean, with the more you learn and stuff, the more you're aware of mm-hmm. um, whenever you see things or read things and stuff. And I think that goes the same for um, school and education part of it because you kind of see um, – you compare the information, I guess, is how I would put it. You kind of mm-hmm. compare it and how it lines up biblically um what you know is true, what you know is false, and the stuff that you're just don't trust. Mm-hmm. Um, it kind of different than I used to see it. So. Now that makes a lot of sense, and and the problem is if it's just you, you know, interacting with a with a teacher by email or something like that, there's a whole lot that's missing. And you can, like, like I do, I'll do this on the show. I'll think of things, and I'll go through this logical sequence in my mind, and I'll go through things that make sense to me. And then someone will point out, well, Greg, you didn't think about this. So it's like, oh, well, okay, you're right. And that changes everything. You know, one factor changes the whole string of thoughts that you have in your head. And so it's very, I think, it's, it's a fault in the education that we don't have that kind of interaction. Now, you can do it online, but it's not the same thing as sitting in a classroom. So that part of, of, of school, I think, is critical. Of course, you have to have an interesting teacher. They have to actually like what they're doing, uh, and they have to actually know what they're doing. 
you know, and that's not always the case either, uh, as, as we've talked about with some, some you know, government education that goes on in schools. So it's a dilemma, but I think it's missing a serious component. And I don't know if you form a club, a, a debate society, a discussion club, because you and I have some pretty uh, interesting conversations. And we're crossing, what, two generations here? And, and so this, and you could even have, you know, a club of, of different age folks or maybe even a retired teachers and students and, you know, who knows? I mean, there's a lot of possibilities here, but I think something is missing unless you get that interaction. Yeah. This okay. is a lot, a lot of times you, in either interaction, the student kind of doesn't really uh, Your line's fading out, or unless you're thinking. Are you thinking? <laughs> Did your line fade out? Oh, no. <laughs> you can you hear me better now? I can, yeah, but it's it's because uh, I know you like to take a couple of seconds to think about an answer, and that took me a little getting used to because, oh. you know, any, in radio, the thing is, oh, dead air, something's wrong. And, of course, I know I, I've been cut off the station sometimes, uh, and I have to call in, so whenever I don't hear something, I get worried. <laughs> so you can still think, but, <laughs> you know, I just – but that's, that's why I'm, I'm asking constantly, are you here? Because I've been trying to get uh, decibel meters, you know, little needles uh, or digital digital meters that show when I'm broadcasting and when I'm not. And we don't have those yet. Uh, I do have my Adobe Audition software when I make uh, commercials and, and like your opening uh, to the show. I've got that. But otherwise, I, I don't know. Hmm. Okay. Well, that's... That's something for us to work on. I think that'd be interesting to, to get more discussion be, uh, because I think that's critical. Did you ever see the movie Dead Poets Society? Speaking of discussions. No. Oh, you need to see this. Okay, so, so I, I will be your, your you know, 70s, 80s, and 90s movie guide. <laughs> so Robin Williams uh, did – she's laughing at me, right? Uh, did one of the best movies, I think, ever uh, in terms of inspiration. And it was about this uh, professor named Keating who was, uh, I think, either an English or, or American. I think it was an American boys' school. And this is back 60s, something like that. And they had the school uniforms and the whole bit. And the, uh, the regimentation of the regular education, and it was so funny for me because I went to a private school in Australia. It was an all-boys school. We had the school uniform and the whole bit. In fact, I even got caned. Okay? We're talking corporal punishment, you know, hit with a bamboo stick. This is, this is for real. Uh, it hurts. <laughs> I don't think I learned anything from it other than to shut up. But, um, but I, so I went through that experience so I can relate to this. But there were some professors, some teachers that absolutely were so inspiring. Uh, it was incredible. And so if you get a chance, Dead Poet Society. Uh, I won't give you away anymore, but it is, it is a fascinating film. And so uh, professors, the, the teachers, you know, the interaction of the students, it's just a whole different thing. Which brings us to Congress. <laughs> Speaking of interaction, there's a little bit of interaction over the weekend. <laughs> And I was just curious uh, what you thought of yeah. actually seeing, seeing Congress for the first time do what Congress is supposed to do, debate the issues. It wasn't like some communist Politburo pre-planned, you know, organized, lobbied, and, and decided ahead of time like most of the rest of the governments do. What, what did you think? I was, I was quite curious. I'd be curious. So um, I haven't looked into it, like, personally myself, everything, but I have mm -hmm. heard a lot of people's opinions on it from, like, all different sides. I'm probably a joke okay. the situation. Um, and, like, a lot of – it seems very dis divisive within the Republican and conservative. Oh, you're fading out again. Seeing that. Oh, your alarm was breaking and up again. Oh, can you hear me now better? Yeah, I have, but I, just, I heard divisive within the Republican Party. Then you kind of cut out for a bit. So let's just pick it up there because you're on a roll. Yeah. Okay. And among 
and it's divisive of not like just in general there's divisive and conservatives and stuff because people mm-hmm. are saying no you're not a true conservative and things like that and mm. you know a republican if they're not a true republican it's obviously because they go against the values of uh, the republican party um but they they say these things even if it's for one like tiny little thing and there's a big makeup of, of distinction that a lot of people need to remember is that, you know, not everybody's going to have the same exact view on every single stance, Mm -hmm. but it's the overall ideas and the majority of similar ideas that make you um, lean more towards conservative ideals, making you conservative or not. Um, And I think that's happening a lot um, within the party. And a lot of people are seeing it, and a lot of people are taking sides. And something that I saw with this whole um, Kevin McCarthy debacle is, you know, mm-hmm. um, and I'm just saying, like, commentators, not the people in the house, the commentators specifically, mm-hmm. um, people are either saying, absolutely, do not ever let McCarthy in. This is horrible. And then other people saying, you know, this is good. We need to get things moving. And then some people are in the middle saying, um, yeah, we don't like it, but we need to vote them in, you know. And so, so there's a bunch of different opinions on this, and that's good because a lot of people um, need to see the different sides and really assess what the best choice is. And personally, I think um, they did with what they could and with the people that they have and draw, drawing it out and um, so much pressure on him to where he has to follow their guidelines of the house that they said and I'm I heard that um, if he goes back on any aid or concessions or, or whatever you call them, then mm-hmm. they would take him out of the speaker position. Well, it's a little bit more involved than that, but um, yeah, this is this is very interesting. So let me just put this. Let's put the the, the, the motion. It's sort of like a no confidence vote uh, to get him out. Okay, this is now. What do you think of the media? How, how it was reported. Did you see any of the, any of the stories about it or any of the commentary? Um, some of it. Okay. Yeah. What and did you some think of them, that? I've seen people, I've seen people be kind of like standoffish about it where they're not exactly positive. Um, mm-hmm. But what I mainly see is, you know, either people saying, you know, you have to get Kevin McCarthy and he's the the best choice, the only choice. You've got to get things working in the House. And then the other side is, you know, people saying, absolutely not. We have to, you know, find somebody really good because we don't want, you know, a rhino in here that, you know, is going to go against our party. That's pretty much it. <laughs> I think you've nailed it. Uh, and, and what I found mm-hmm. fascinating about the media is even allegedly conservative stations like Newsmax and to a lesser extent One American News, which was better. It really depends on the host. Some of them are fabulous and some just kind of read the news. Um, but, but Newsmax and uh, Fox, uh, you know, I've I, I got a new Roku thing and I haven't figured out how to get Fox live yet. Um, but um, the only person I really listen to is Tucker anyway. Uh, but the thing is they have been – both Fox it was reported – and Newsmax, I saw firsthand, uh, they always came about it. It's like McCarthy has to be the speaker. How do we get there? So no matter who was up, whether it was a member of Congress, whether it was a fellow media person, uh, a critic, a professor, analyst, a political watcher, writer, um, whoever it was, it was always from the attitude that McCarthy has to be speaker. How do we get there? You know, why? And they were asking people, why isn't he speaker yet? You know, what does it take to get the votes? What, what do you want? Uh, and people failed to, to notice 
that McCarthy would have been speaker without any of these concessions, without any of these rules, would have been perfectly happy being speaker exactly under the same conditions as Nancy Pelosi. So the, the value to me in what the, uh, the Freedom Caucus did was to bring McCarthy to a place he never wanted to be, you know, have, having rules, you know, having actual rules that he had to live with. And so and this idea of the recall, mm-hmm. one person can bring a motion to recall. But, you know, you still got, you know, another 219 Republicans that can say, no, I don't think so. So the fact that I don't and I, I think that's kind of small because all you need is one disgruntled Republican or Democrat to, to file the motion every day. You know, and this is the danger of that is that, uh, you know, be careful what you wish for, because people always think of things as how they're going to work them. Uh, they don't they don't see the big picture of how someone else might work them. It's like laws. You know, it's not what the intent of the law. It's what the law says. Okay, that was what was passed. We, did, we didn't pass the intent. We don't vote on intent. We vote on what, what the actual words are. And so it's quite fascinating to, uh, uh, to see how that works. Um, but you mentioned something about true conservative and true Republican and the debate. See, to me, the House is a debating society. That's their job. That's how they yeah. represent me and their my constituents. Dad actually had a con- me and my dad Go had ahead. a conversation about this, and it was okay. we were basically comparing, you know, what they did in the Constitutional Convention, mm-hmm. you know, like over time. In the Constitutional Convention, not everybody agreed on everything. You know, it wasn't easy peasy. Everybody agreed what was written, and it went through. You know, people voted, people debated. You mm-hmm. know. Um, People made compromises, you know, the famous great compromise. Yeah. Um, there was a lot of going into it. It was a lengthy thing to create the best product. Um, and the, the speedy quick thing that they did, the Articles of Confederation, they did it fast to get something in there, but it wasn't holding up if they wanted it to. Um, and I think that well, kind that's... of explains how it's supposed to work in the House and in the Senate and in our government. Everything's not just supposed to. Our our government system is deliberately slow, um, but I think what they're doing is a quick fix of like you know hidden bills and and hidden things to get things through to push a hidden agenda. And I think yep. now they're saying, okay, we're break breaking up again. Starting to say, yeah, they're oh, back. And I think they're just... starting to work more for the American people now. Um, instead of just trying to get things done, they're trying to work for the American people. Or at least I, it seems like they're trying to make those changes. Um, we'll yeah. see how far that this goes and what really happens. But. Well, yeah, it's, it's only been like the first week. So they're kind of new at it. And they always come out of the <laughs> box, you know, really encouraging. So the time to watch them is not now. The time to watch them is when nobody else is watching. Mm-hmm. Everybody's watching them right now. You know, because they just had this thing. But people have a short memory and a short attention span. So we lost a little bit in there. Um, uh, uh, I don't know what happened to your phone. It just, I mean, it was perfect last week. And it just kind of, it'll just like fade out like you're in a bad zone. I don't know if you're walking around, pacing around. But um, wherever it is, where it works, just stay there. <laughs> it'll be interesting. Um, yeah. articles, of Con- articles of Confederation. This is, this is what we come under the... Uh, you know, the assumptions are stronger than truth. Uh, one of, you know, my, my personal rules here, that uh, assumptions are stronger than truth. People will maintain assumptions forever. You know, the, my favorite ones, um, you know, judges have a lifetime appointment. No, they don't. <laughs> they can be impeached and they can be removed for bad behavior, particularly Supreme Court uh, judges. The Constitution says Supreme Court judges. It doesn't say justices. People keep saying justices because that's what they hear. But that's not actually the correct term. Because that, but they make an assumption. And the assumption also is the Articles of Confederation didn't work. Well, who said the Articles of Confederation didn't work? See, this is an interesting point. 
because the Articles of Confederation were, were not a strong federal government, but we were never intended to have a strong federal government. We didn't fight a war against a, a tyrannical monarchy uh, just to uh, create a tyrannical administration here. So what is it? Here's a question for well, you. Well, that was one what? of the biggest... Well, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Ask your question. No, no, you're fine. No, it's okay. One of the biggest uh, ones. I'm curious. Um, well, with this, like, from the Articles of Confederation to the Constitution, I mean, when you, like, go into, like, federal financial federal papers and you look at the different points and stuff, one of the big things that people talk about is the differences of federal government, of the mm-hmm. federalist and anti-federalist ideas of federal government. Right. And the Federalists say they wanted a um, more wide open interpretation factor where they could have a little more power. While the, <laughs> the anti-Federalists were like, absolutely not. We need a weak federal government, but we need one to be able to, you know, hold things accountable and stuff. And I think mm-hmm. that's, we've lost sight of that. And I, I, a lot of people now are seeing that and, and starting to fight against that now. But um, I think that's, kind of what I'm talking about of the art of close of confederation because the whole reason that they decided that they needed something better was because they were seeing that there's nobody to hold the states and people accountable other than the states themselves and when they get taken over they get taken over and so they needed something to hold the people and the officials accountable um I guess. You know, it's interesting that they didn't try anything else. I mean, there was no agreement that uh, states could take their – or people of one state could take their appeals to another state and form like a state tribunal and say three states would rule over the state they're in. I mean, they never thought, of, they never thought to try that. Uh, the Articles, the Confederation, uh, they never thought to su- create a situation where they would have the federal government only for protecting the borders outward and that the states would, would control everything inward. Uh, the only the, the biggest reason you know for a federal government uh, one of the biggest ones is trade you know the commerce clause but the commerce clause has been so broadly screwed up that it, it can mean anything that Congress wants it yeah. to mean whereas it used to mean the transfer of goods and services over state lines so that the train you know you know when I say the train gauge you know what I'm talking about with the gauge of a track yes it's, it's, it's the width of the track for, for for all my other folks so the width of the tracks were different in different states well you can't have goods and services going back and forth smoothly if the trains have to stop and you have to unload a train in one state and load it up in the next state because the trains aren't the same width so the federal government that came in and said we're going to make all your trains the same width the tracks are all going to be the same distance apart uh so they so the trains can travel freely state to state they would have roads from state to state uh goods could go from states that you couldn't tax you know if you were a, a, a coastal state like virginia you couldn't tax Kansas, you know, if, if Kansas goods, which were being exported to England, had to go through Virginia. You, didn't, you, didn't have, you couldn't pay a Virginia tax to get your stuff out of the country, whereas Virginia wouldn't have to pay that tax. So in that respect, yeah, yeah, federal government makes sense to control those things that the states would do to other states that aren't just to the people themselves. However. Yeah, that was one of the what, major reasons towards secession as well, like in this like pre-Civil War, the secession mm-hmm. unit of like, I think it was South Carolina, it could have been North Carolina, but I think it was South Carolina, um, mm-hmm. where Van Buren was from, I think it was Van Buren. Not positive, but yeah, I'm not, sure. Uh, yeah, I'm kind of lost in my history on that period, you know. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> the, um, the state was upset of the tariffs, you know, because it benefited the North, but not the Southern states. Mm-hmm. Um, exactly. And I, I mean, think that's were... kind of like the same idea that you're talking about. Well, yeah, and, 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 and the problem was, I don't know what's going on in the Supreme Court, but you see, the Supreme Court was set up for just that situation, where a state could then bring their claim that uh, they're being taxed unfairly to the Supreme Court 
you know, against another state. And that's what the, the way it was set up. Now, the Supreme Court, unfortunately, does not do what the Supreme Court is supposed to do, which is follow Article 3 and take cases between the states. You know, they didn't take the Texas case, and that's why we, uh, uh, that's how we, that's one of the reasons we got Brandon, because the Supreme Court refused to hear the case of Texas against Pennsylvania, Georgia, and other states where they had fraud voting. Well, they had no choice in that matter. They had to take that case. They were mandated to by the Constitution. They should, except for uh, uh, Clarence Thomas and, uh, uh, oh, see, I, got, I can't remember his name. Um, is it Alito? Yeah, Sam Alito. The rest of them should have been thrown off the court for not taking that case, but they weren't. You know, so, but the Supreme Court, if it was a good Supreme Court, would have taken all those cases of unfair taxation, and they would have said, okay, present your case, and the Supreme Court would have uh, you know, ruled on a decision between the states and said, okay, everybody gets taxed fairly. This is how it works. That might have avoided the Civil War, but then slavery still would have you – know, I think slavery would have died of its own weight, but the sooner the better as far as something like slavery goes. You want to read something interesting. Have you ever read the Southern Constitution, the Confederate Constitution? Um, I haven't read the full thing, but I do remember reading a little part of it before, but okay. uh, I, overall, I'd say no. Because hmm. there's some very interesting things in there. Uh, of course, you've got to get past the slavery part, which is obviously wrong. But as far as a lot of the other things, the claims against a too strong federal government, some of the things in the Confederate Constitution were rather interesting, and I haven't read it for a while. But I remember very clearly that there were some uh, interesting provisions uh, that might have been adopted in our own Constitution and weren't. Anyway. So uh, let, me, let me switch back to you here in, in our remaining time. Uh, what's, uh, what's been on your mind? What did you want to talk about today? Um, like going back to what you said just now about uh, Biden, it actually made me remember this too. Um, uh-huh. There really isn't a whole lot of information that I have on it. It was, But a lot of people are saying more information is about to come out. All the truth is about to come out. Um, it's like the Biden's classified documents. Are, hold on. Let me let me look at this. The Penn Biden Center, and it was found by the president's lawyer. Yeah, I just heard a little bit about this last night. And a lot of times I don't report stories right away because I like to think about them. I like to see how they go because we're not a, we're not a news service. We're not a journalist service. We're analytical for the purpose of writing bills. And so our show is very different. So a lot of times I kind of like to let this go for a little bit. So what do you know about it so far? Because this is this is fascinating. As classified documents, I think at the the Biden Center, <laughs> there's a there's an oxymoron. <laughs> you know, the Biden Center of Knowledge and National Security. Oh, please. You know, we can talk about his border visit in a minute. Well, but what what do you know so far? I'm curious. The only thing I really know is the media response, which is huge. <laughs> I mean, not from mm. like mainstream media, but okay. um, I just don't. And the only reason I say that is because I don't really look at it, so it's possible something could be on there, and I just wouldn't well, no, see we it. No, we can check for but, next week. You um, know, like I said, there's, there's no rush to do a story. Uh, but uh, tell me what you know. Tell me what you've heard, and let's, let's do what we do best. Speculate. A lot of people are <laughs> excited guess. for it, and people are watching out for it, and people are ready for it. Why? What are they ready for? What are they looking for? What's, what's, what's behind the scenes? What do you think? Let's put that analytical brain to work. What's going on here? I think a lot of people are expecting to find um, proof of a lot of corruption and uh, illegal traitorous acts. Um, and I think people are going to be seeing it as an open f- opening for, you know, impeachment or, or convictions or any a number of things. 
So wait a minute. So after the mountains of vote fraud, <laughs> after all the videotapes, the 2,000 <laughs> mules, after uh, Ken Searcy's, uh, you know, entire video on what happened January 6th, after all the, the videotape, uh, the, the testimony in all the multiple states with uh, Jenna Ellis and Rudy Giuliani, with the entire Arizona audit, plus the audit report, with all the things we've heard, all the evidence that's been presented, now they're saying, now they're getting excited about something like there isn't enough evidence already? Oh, please. There's mountains of evidence. It's not being looked at. <laughs> so that's the conspiracy. Yeah. But, uh, but getting excited. Oh, we've got him now. What do you mean you've got him? You've got him all the time. He's illegal. He's in the, he's in the illegal. You know, we do not have a federal government at this point. We have a, we have a, we have a rogue, reckless um, dictatorship imposed upon us by our own government. This is, you know, I, class, I yeah. classify this as a government imposed on us by the government. The government chose the government. Because the people chose Donald Trump. So what are they looking for with yeah. these classified documents? What are they what are they hoping to find? The smoking gun? You know, the the, the plan? <laughs> you know, is this a, is this a national security center? Is it just a, a Biden's papers? Not that he wrote anything himself, he plagiarized everything. What what do what do you know of this center so far? The only I think thing Josie probably I knows know that too, but is that it's, yeah, go ahead. Mm-hmm. all that I know is it's pretty small or supposedly pretty small. Um, but I actually don't know what it's used for. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, let's, let's make a note. Let's follow up on this next week. Let's see what develops this week. Yeah. Because, uh, first of all, if there are any papers. Now, you know what's going on right now, right? You know what's happening at that center right now? I'll, I'll give you like five seconds to guess. <laughs> what's going on there? Um, some people are cleaning it out. Mm, how about that? Yeah. Can, can you say shredder? Kind of like <laughs> can, the border. Can you say yeah, that they, they're going through everything right now. Yeah, the whole place. It, it, you know, there's going to be nothing left. And you walk in there, it's, it's going to be like empty bookshelves. <laughs> it's going to be, geez, sorry to find here. Where are all your papers? I don't We never really had that many. Yeah, you did. Then you go back to the dumpster, like <laughs> bags of shredding. <laughs> you know, well, let's piece them back together. We've got a computer. We'll, we'll take a photograph of each one and put it through the NSA computer, and we can reconstruct the documents. You don't have to. There's already so much evidence against him, as we know. And I'm looking for an article. I, I read it last week. And I'm trying to find it because, unfortunately, I think I canceled one that I, that I should have saved because I go through so many articles. But there's one that perfectly described how Mike Pence you know, caused the coup by refusing to consider the, the Trump electors January 6th, thereby setting the stage for Brandon, you know, his electors from the fraud states, from the battleground states to be uh, uh, voted on without question, without challenge. Uh, that's blatantly unconstitutional right there. So January 6th, the real significant of January, significance of January 6th is not what happened up top. That was the distraction. What the real significance is what happened underneath the Capitol. You know, when the arms are being twisted, when the secret deals, you know, you, you, those, uh, have you seen that tweet with uh, somebody whispering in Matt Gates' ear, you know, uh, like, real, like up close and personal, like, like the mafia. Hey, I'm going to tell you what you're going to do, okay? You know, you're going to like Kevin McCarthy speaker. Well, we got, uh, we got ways, you know, you know, we'll make you a deal that you can't refuse. You know, Godfather thing? Okay, right? That's what happened. <laughs> That's what happened under the Capitol January 6th. I can't prove it. But I can't imagine what else happened because all those people that were going to challenge um, the electors in, in the battleground states came up top at the end of that little seven-hour marathon. Uh, that's not reported in the congressional record, by the way. There's nothing there about this. Came up and they all voted for Brandon. Gee, what a surprise. How did that happen? That's a coup. Yeah, and it, it reminded me of this thing that I saw. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I was just talking right now. Sorry, I'm going to 
just completely veer off. Um, there's some people from C-SPAN or whatever, like the House Committee. Uh-huh. And, oh, can you hear me? Yeah, okay. I can. You just, you just, you just, you disappear for like a second or two. It's weird, but I want to, I want to make sure we capture everything that uh, that you're saying, so we can uh, make fun of you next week. No, I'm teasing you. <laughs> Go ahead. Back uh, to see thanks. <laughs> you know, um, we, we do sarcasm but here. People, uh-huh. people add like an audio to it, like they read lips, kind of. Oh yes, I've seen these. Of it. Uh-huh. And it's just completely like just nonsense stuff, but it is mm-hmm. just absolutely hilarious. <laughs> well, see that now, now. Now think about this. Now, what's what did they really say? How come we don't have what they really said? I think what they really said is far more interesting. Yeah, the joke tapes are funny, but what they've actually done is covered up the real debate. And this to me would be much more interesting. Yeah. So what did they really say? Huh. There's a uh, well. I'll tell you a funny movie. Uh, here's another one. Add this to your to your collection of uh, you know Greg's recommendations for for your your cinematographic you know uh, historical view of life. There was a film that there's a comedian named Woody Allen who had all kinds of scandals who did some pretty you know awful stuff uh, in his personal life uh, to some you know decent people. But um, he was very funny. At a t- there was a time when he was extremely funny, and he he took a Japanese James Bond film that was not the best quality and he wrote an entire script to it a joke script it's called what's up tiger lily and it's about uh about a, a japanese james bond who has to to rescue the great egg salad recipe and this is a top secret egg salad recipe this is like critical stuff and it's just but the, but the dialogue that he puts on this so in other words instead of subtitles he puts english subtitles but <laughs> they are or, or maybe it was dubbed but anyway it's an entire script like like you saw with congress he takes an entire film and rewrites it. Really funny stuff. Anyway, back to you. So that reminds me of something I just read. It was something like story that somebody had written, um, and there it was basically a story making fun of like British people <laughs> because mm-hmm. I, I don't even remember what it was called. Um, a silent alarm, and it was um, basically there was a burning hotel or something. And it was burning all the floors of the vacuuming. And had this person come in, this bellboy with this little card in a tray, and he says, "There's something specifically for you, sir." And it's they were just having like a completely like, polite and proper and calm conversation while everybody's about to die. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds very British. And it was yeah. <laughs> it was funny. British, well, if like, you get a chance, the building you, is going to burn down. <laughs> oh, the building's burning, sir. Would you kindly evacuate to the rear of the building? Yes, well, I think I'll. Do I have time to pack my bags? No, you don't, sir. You should leave right now. Oh, thank you very much. Okay. Kind of like that. Yeah, I was like, well, I guess we should go. <laughs> it's like, if you like, look out the window and see the burning flames. Time to check out. Yes, my room is now on fire. I think I should find accommodations elsewhere. Yes. Um, do, do you ever watch Monty Python? No, oh. but I've definitely heard of it. <laughs> well, I actually, uh, I just, I just happened to have a Monty Python skit here uh, that I made with me doing all the voices. Let me see if I can find it. Ah, here we go. This will, this will. Uh, you should watch Monty Python because I, it was all the rage. Monty Python came out when I was in high school, and uh, I had already lived in Australia and Canada, so I already knew British humor. 
and the whole understatement, the whole bit. So just for the fun, I haven't played this one very much um, because I don't think a lot of people understand it, but uh, I'd be curious your reaction to, to this. Hello, and welcome to Action Radio Presents, how Monty Python might react to a charge of racism. Imagine, if you will, two men approaching each other on a sidewalk. Hello, hello. Step aside, please. No, I don't think so. You step aside. But I'm in a hurry. So am I. And my time is just as important as yours. No, it's not. Yes, it is. I'm sorry, but you're going to have to move first. No, I don't. Yes, you do. No, I don't. Well, then, you're a racist. I'm a what? You're a racist. I am not. You are, too. I'm not. Yes, you are. What makes you think you can just declare me a racist? You aren't the Queen of England. You can't just make declarations like that. Neither are you, but you are a racist. No, I'm not. Yes, you are. Wait, you just can't accuse people like that. We have rights, traditions, Magna Carta, common law, evidence man, even for your opinion. We have standards of decency. No, we don't. Yes, we do. Not anymore. What? We had the new normal. We can now just make stuff up as we go. No, you can't. Yes, we can. There are rules to follow, new rules. New rules for a new normal? That's loony. No, it's not. Yes, it is. No, it came from America, and everything they start ends up here anyway. Oh, that's true. But I'm still not moving. Yes, you are. You have to. No, I don't. Yes, you do. There are rules. Rules? Yes, I called you a racist, and now you have to take a knee. Take a knee? Are you mad? Nope. It will allow me to pass you by. You take a knee. I don't have to. Why not? I called you a racist first. Called me a racist first? So what? So you have to take a knee, apologize for your white privilege, and I'll be on my way. No, you won't. Yes, I will. Nope, I'm not taking a knee. That's only for marriage proposals and being knighted. Neither of which you qualify for, old boy. Yes, you are taking a knee. No, I'm not. Apologize for your white privilege. What? Apologize to you? You're white also. But most of the country is white. Are we going to get on our knees for you? Well, they do in America. No, they don't. Yes, they do. I've seen the videos. Videos, is it? You want me to live out some bizarre fantasy powers by getting on my knee when I'm not bloody proposing marriage. You certainly aren't giving me a knighthood. We have traditions of individual rights going back almost a thousand years, and all you can say is take a knee. You're mad. No, I'm not. And you're a racist. Anyway, that's how I saw it <laughs> way back when during the lockdown when I was making all these things because I had nothing better to do because everything was closed. Definitely yeah. had time. <laughs> uh, yeah, don't give me too much time. I, I'm just going to start doing things. Yeah. <laughs> There's one thing that I think you'll find particularly interesting before I mm-hmm. add on to something else. Okay, and, go ahead. Um, it's just like one short little video that I saw because it was like just yesterday, but it uh-huh. was about an unlawful terrorist watch list where um, this guy, I don't know who he is, um, is questioning this woman about the rights that people have before they're put on the watch list and after they're put on the watch list and what rights they have in being put on it. Um, and basically he was saying, or basically the overall point of it that they got from it was that whenever 
they get unlawfully put on the watch list where that means like their rights are taken away without due process. Like they don't have a, a choice mm-hmm. in getting their rights taken away. Like they don't get a due process on whether they did something wrong or not. The only way to get their rights back that they lost from being put on there is if they go and petition the government, which is contrary to the constitution, which is, you know, you have to have due process, you know, innocent until proven guilty. Um, and they're saying that the well, even if proven guilty, as I say, even if proven guilty, you still have rights. You don't lose your rights. Mm-hmm. You know, you may have cer- certain rights uh, put on hold for a while. You know, prisoners can't vote. They can't carry guns. They can't uh, uh, walk freely in society. They can't, uh, you know, engage in commerce. They can't. They're in jail. So obviously, the time they're in jail, but they never lose their rights because their rights are guaranteed by God as, as you know, a birthright of your humanity. But through due process, we can we can hold those rights. But once people are released, you know, they get to exercise their rights again. So I actually have been against. Well, let me make a question for you. Do you think that uh, felons um, should get their gun rights back and their voting rights back once they're out of jail? Um. So that's kind of a tricky one because I really don't know a lot of the different circumstances of it. Okay. Um, well, I don't ask easy questions. But if I ask easy questions, we'd all be bored. <laughs> the hard questions are the ones that are from the fun what ones. I pull, from what I pull from it, um, uh-huh. the extent of their crime um, is supposed to be like the extent of their punishment. You know, like if you uh-huh. murder someone um, and you get it taken away, you don't get it back because if you do, you're going to go and murder someone else. But you can't. But if you're, you can't. Uh, you can't do that. You can't use one crime to say that to, to justify taking away rights because you might commit another crime. See, the way I see it is that felons, you know, uh, uh, if they if they're safe enough to be back on the streets, you know, living in normal society, then they get all the rights, voting, guns, the whole bit. Otherwise, they never become full citizens again. You know, so in other words, it, it's a lifetime punishment. If you spend two years in jail for a crime and lose your gun rights, for example, for the rest of your life, well, it's a lifetime sentence, not two years. And that's not due process at all. Now, could people commit crimes again? Sure they can. Um, can we stop them? Yeah, that's why we arm ourselves. But you can't, if you, if you believe in freedom, and that's one of the, the things about freedom, is that you have the freedom that you are presumed innocent every time until proven guilty. So you can't be assumed guilty because you did something previously. If that were the case, you know, everybody who, who shoplifted as a kid would not be able to go into stores again. Well, they might steal again. You know, how do you know? So that's called prior restraint. So you're restraining somebody for what you think they might do in the future, maybe. It's an interesting thing to think about. Nope, oh, I hear the dogs. You got like a wrestling match back there? Yeah. <laughs> it sounds like it. That's okay. Yeah. All right. So, but you start They don't like their neighbors. Oh. That's why we have fences. What is it? Fences make good neighbors? So you started this with something different. And I think I, I sort of got you a little sidetracked. So where were we going initially? Uh, with the, the, the rights being denied on uh, this terrorist watch list you mentioned. Yes. So basically, whenever they're put on a watch list and their rights are taken away, they don't have any choice in that. Like the people, um, they don't get mm-hmm. due process in that or any convictions of that. It just happens. And the only way to get their rights back is for them to petition the government. Yes, that's insane. First of all, who's they? Who put them on the list? The government themselves. Well, that's the or question. The Who? Agency, is... Okay. And do the people have a right to face their accuser? 
Say someone doesn't um, like what action do you mean radio. By that? Well, in other words, if, if somebody in the government, some nameless, faceless bureaucrat, uh, another good book for you would be The Trial by Franz Kafka. Uh, it's all about bureaucracy. It's all about the, 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 the nameless, faceless bureaucrats that make all the decisions for everybody and have no consequence because nobody knows who they are. They hide behind the walls of government. You know, it's not the, the politicians that are the real dangers, the bureaucrats. So if anybody wants term limits, put term limits on bureaucrats. Anybody who's worked in government for more than 10 years, kick them out. <laughs> they know too much and they have too much power. Just kick them out. Start over with new people. Anyway, but, um, but the, the bureaucrats, if some, somebody puts you on a terrorist watch list, let's say somebody doesn't like action radio. They don't like the idea that I've written a bill, uh, let me think, the, our constitutional amendments to, to take away the power of Congress to borrow money, which literally would change everything in how this country is run. It would be the biggest boost for our economy. It would be amazing, which is why, of course, the powers would oppose it, right, because they don't want us to do well. So say someone said that I'm a terrorist for wanting to take away the power of Congress to borrow money, and I get put on this list. Now I can't fly, I can't travel, I can't go places, I can't hop on a train, and I don't know who did this. I just, and, and then I go to do something, say I go to Amtrak, you know, I want to take a train from, from Pensacola to Chicago, right? Uh, actually, I've traveled the whole country by train. It was really a lot of fun. Um, so I'm, I'm well-versed in my train travel. But anyway, someone said, well, you can't go. Why? Well, you're, you're on the terrorist watch list. Well, why? I don't know. But your name is here, so you can't go. What do you mean I can't go? It's like Monty Python. <laughs> what do you mean I can't go? Hey, you can't go. It says that you can't go. Well, who says I can't go? I don't know, but it says here you can't go. Therefore, you can't go. But I want to go. But you can't go. <laughs> you know, this, is, this becomes Monty Python again, right? So this is, this is a fascinating concept that you can be restrained for what somebody thinks you might do in the future. Maybe that in itself is unconstitutional. There's no provision for prior restraint in our laws. That's why red flag laws are unconstitutional. That's why anything that restricts you before you do something is unconstitutional because you cannot live in a free society where everybody is restrained before they do anything. Oh, but Greg, but Greg, what about the murderers? You know, some people might murder. Yes, they might. Okay. Laws aren't written to protect the murderers. Laws are written to protect the rest of us from being convicted by our government in advance. That's the thing. Murderers are still going to murder. We have a death penalty. People still murder. You know, so is, uh, people forget that. Is it, well, if we restrain the honest people, then the murderers will stop murdering. No, there's no connection. It's like Biden going to the border. Here's one for you. Biden goes to the border, right? Everybody says, we've got to get Biden down to the border. I'm like, why? He's just going to congratulate them for letting in 5 million illegals and want 5 million more. You know, and that's pretty much what happens. So he goes down there. He goes to El Paso. They clean up all the homeless people. They, they send like the bulldozers down the street and shove them all away, right? So I just had this visual picture in my head. Oh, time to clean up the streets. Biden's coming. We need a Potemkin village. Do you, do you, know, do you know about Potemkin villages? I just I was reminded of this on the news the other day. No. Okay, so, so there was a, a leader in, in ancient Russia back in the Tsars, I think it was Catherine the Great, wanted to go visit her people. And so Potemkin wanted to make sure that the, the leader uh, didn't see any poverty, didn't see any problems, didn't see any of the, the horror that, uh, that the, the Tsars of Russia were causing, the, the hardship, the starvation, you know, the absolute just deprivation of, of everything human. And so he set up these fake villages. You know, where the people were happy and they were singing and they were dancing and la, 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 you know, fiddle on the roof. If I were a rich man, you know, the whole bit, right? And they were called Potemkin villages. So all Catherine Great saw were these fake villages. Well, that's what Biden just did. He went to a Potemkin, uh, El Paso. All he saw was this beautiful town, no homeless in the streets, no illegals running through, no crime, no broken windows, no nothing. He said, oh, that's great. See, my paralysis working. <laughs> that's ridiculous. Yeah, that's what happened yesterday. Yeah. I remember seeing a message from Senator John Kennedy mm-hmm. about you know, Biden visiting the border. Um, but anyways, that's something else that I think is very interesting that you probably oh. have heard of already. Oh, that's okay. Um, 
Tell me. Can you hear me? Yep. It is about Jordan Peterson. Yes. Uh, I don't know what you're going to say, but I, I love Jordan Peterson. He's from my hometown. He's from Toronto. <laughs> yeah. So Kennedy. Um, Tell me about Jordan Peterson, eh? <laughs> Sorry. So <laughs> he has been sent to like a re-education. Um, here, he says, here, let me see. The Ontario College of Psychologists has demanded that I submit myself to mandatory social media communication retraining with their experts <laughs> for, among other crimes, for retweeting Pierre Polivire and criticizing Justin Trudeau and his political allies. This, to me, is fascinating. Yeah, I've heard about this. I haven't looked into it very much. I have a friend of mine who's a reporter uh, in Ottawa. In fact, she's been on the show. Uh, Jennifer Clark was uh, was on and, and a very emotional report. She was reporting to us directly uh, during the Freedom Truckers Rally in Ottawa, and so she's a well-known uh, Canadian reporter. Uh, it just was was fascinating and uh, was was quite upset with what was happening. I want to get her back on, but um, you know Jordan Peterson, he's I should send you the video that he did on creativity and why creative people have such a tough life. You know, name like me, <laughs> you know, don't be creative. The, the world's not ready for creative people, so uh, it's a struggle. It's okay in school, but don't try and do it on the job. Uh, anyway, oh, I've got a big trash truck outside my window here. Maybe you can hear it. Um, but uh, this idea uh, – no, oh, Pierre Polivier. Let me. This is where this was going. He's, he's running for prime minister. I think it's Polivier, Pierre Polivier. He's French-Canadian um, and uh, you know, fluent in both French and English. So sometimes, depending on which video you get, you, know, you want the English version. Um, but it's, it's fascinating. He'd be a great prime minister. But he's opposing Pierre Trudeau who Josie is convinced is, is, is uh, Fidel Castro's kid, <laughs> which I think is kind of interesting. Um, but Josie has some interesting theories. But, this is, uh, but the idea that the Canadian Psychological Association is towing the government line and saying this is what, how you have to think, this is, how you, this is what you have to report. If you don't think the way we think you should think, then we're going to teach you how to think the way we think you should think. <laughs> if that's not communism, yeah, I don't know what that- it is. Go ahead. Have you seen that cycling video of the woman in the United Kingdom? And she was saying how she just would walk around just like on her own. Um, just walk around. She liked to walk around. And sometimes mm-hmm. she would like stand in front of like um, abortion facilities. Mm-hmm. And she would be silent. She wasn't like protesting. She wasn't riding. She wasn't doing anything. She was just standing there. There's nobody mm-hmm. else around. And mm-hmm. she would just pray like in her head. Yep. And there's a video of one of the policemen like coming up and you know asking her all these questions whether she's praying or not. She's like, well, I might be in my head and stuff. And they ended <laughs> up charging her with four counts for just praying silently on a sidewalk. And mm-hmm. it was just because of the thoughts that she was thinking. Like, it's literally criminalized for thinking. And it's like that's that's foreshadowing, you guys. <laughs> Well, it's not um, foreshadowing. It's here. That that is communism. That is exactly what it looks like. You know, that is that is the yeah. you know the thought police is right out of Orwell, 1984. I, I've seen the clip. Uh, I have it posted on our. I think it's in our special invest. We have we have like 20 action radio groups. One of them is special investigations, and it's there. It's also in our Oh My God group because she was praying. So we have uh, we have a bunch of different uh, places that a lot of a lot of those stories go. So think about that for a second because that could come here. That's what, uh, that's what the forces, uh, the, the dark forces, the evil forces, the communist forces want here. They would love to have re-education camps. You know, and they say re-education because you know, what, what is their education camp? What, what is the first education camp they want everybody in? 
Yeah, that's what they are doing to um, Jordan Peterson is mandating this, or they're taking mm-hmm. away his psychology and mm-hmm. um, his psychology degree. And I actually have it up. It says like acknowledgement and undertaking of Jordan Peterson. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, what? to the College of Psychologists of Ontario. Would you like me to read it? Sure. Okay. It says, I acknowledge that the Inquiries Complaints Reports Committee of the college, blah, 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 is concerned about the following aspects of my public statements contained in the Register's Report, May 17th of 2022. And uh, Jordan Peterson denied this. (laughs) Um, Okay. It says, that I may have lacked professionalism in public statements made on social media and during a January 25th, 2022 podcast appearance, I think they're talking about the Joe Rogan one. Um, oh, okay. I, I haven't seen that. By the I haven't seen the, the uh, yeah. Did, did you see that video? Or did you see the, because the, he goes on for three hours. He's as bad as me. <laughs> no, I haven't seen the full thing, but I've seen, I think, like three or four different clips of it. But mm-hmm. no, I haven't seen the full thing. I'll have to look at that. But Okay. So it says the coaching program. Um, he has to review, reflect on, and ameliorate my professionalism and public statements. Mm. He'll complete the program with six months of receiving the decision. Um, on the basis of progress, the coach may, at their discretion, request that the register shorten or extend the program. Um, Within 10 so, days, you have to contact these people, make arrangements to have one of them act as a coach. Um, and the people is Dr. Abner or Mrs. Siskind. Um, notify and let's see. Program will begin when they release its decision. Um, so he needs their permission to think is, is basically what it is. So before he thinks again, Okay. Before he thinks again, and before this woman prays again, outside an abortion clinic or anywhere she might happen to be, before these people can think and pray, they need government permission. Hmm. That's an interesting policy. And that these psychologists in this board, this nameless, faceless board, somewhere in an ivory tower, somewhere in a, in a, in a locked up in a, you know, in a room far, far away where strange people do unusual things that we can't talk about in public company, that are sitting there going, well, let's see how we can, uh, you know, affect policy today. So why aren't they being judged? Why aren't they being held accountable? Why can't Jordan Peterson say, excuse me, you people cannot sit there and tell me how to think. The whole purpose of psychology is to explore the mind, not close it off. So what he should be advocating is that they be defunded, they be removed, they all be fired, and that an entirely new board be created. Because if this is their policy, if their policy is that you can't think for yourself, how can, especially in psychology of all things, what is psychology if not exploring the mind and all, all its faculties and facilities to think? That's mm-hmm. my argument against it. Yeah. But I just made that up. <laughs> <laughs> I'll you, the, the, the more you're on the show, the more your mind's going to be sharp and fast. And this is, this, is, this is what happens to me. This is the fun part. You know, so I, I don't think any, really any differently than before I started Action Radio five years ago. I just think a lot faster. <laughs> so it just comes out, you know. Yeah. But uh, it's, it's good practice. Well, what do you think? Tell me about this board. What would you um, do? Well, first, obviously, 
deny this just as he does. You know, it's wrong. Everybody knows that it's absolutely wrong. Um, I just don't understand how they've gotten this far to get away with it. I mean, literally, re-education, you seriously call it that? And another interesting thing of it is it says undertaking in it so many times. Hmm. Of this acknowledgement and undertaking. Could he be an undertaker for this? All right, let's, let's, let's focus on this word re-education since you, well, you mentioned it a couple the, times. Well, it's calling the whole, like, process like mm-hmm. other re-education is doing paper, like the whole process of doing this as an undertaking. Mm-hmm. Let's focus on the word re-education like, and then focus on the original word, education. So the question, I'm going to ask you the question uh, that I, I sort of uh, asked it a little bit ago. Where does the government want you to get your education? From the government. Exactly. So if the government gives you your education and you somehow fail... To, to live up to that education, what then has to happen? They want to re-educate you. Exactly. Isn't this fascinating? Yes. Those are, those are two-step rhetorical um, questions. More force and <laughs> threats the next time. So in other words, education, not only is education compulsory, and, people, and the government's going to make people pay for it with their taxes, but the results are compulsory too. Not only do you have to have a government education, you have to think the way the government tells you how to think. Did you ever read uh, or see yeah. the movie? Uh, yeah. Did you ever see the movie Inherit the Wind uh, about the Scopes Monkey Trial? No. Okay, put this, put this on your list too. Uh, Spencer Tracy, Gene Kelly, Frederick March, and uh, Harry Morgan. <laughs> Harry Morgan plays the judge. He's also in Dragnet and, some, and MASH and some other things. Anyway, great actor. Now, besides the, the obvious leftist propaganda that's in this film, it's about the evolution trial in Tennessee. And the teacher that wanted to teach evolution and, and the town said, no, you can't do it. And the two people that argued the case, one of the most famous cases uh, in, our, in our history, uh, were Clarence Darrow, who was, uh, was the, the liberal lawyer, uh, and, um, and Frederick March uh, played, uh, excuse me, uh, William Jennings Bryan III, who ran for president like three or four times. So you had William Jennings Bryan, you know, presidential candidate, loved in this country by millions of people, and you had Clarence Darrow, you know, ace lawyer, the best, one of the best lawyers in the country, loved by millions in this country, going at it in this little courtroom in Tennessee. And it's fascinating. Again, I would watch the film because the arguments, the actual arguments in the trial uh, are, are brilliant. And the, the argument comes down to, to this, uh, this teacher, you know, does he have a right to think? Now, whatever you think of evolution, you can be for it, you can be against it, you can say the theory is valid, you can say the theory is invalid. You have that right. But as a teacher, if the government says you can't teach this, then you have no right to think. You have no right to differently than what the government thinks. Now, of course, you can get fired and you know, things like that. But I think they, they, they were going to arrest him and charge him with a crime, a thought crime. Fascinating case. I think it was from the 20s or 30s. I'm not sure when it was. Did you ever study that in school? Uh, of course not. But, um, well, we have done evolution, but not in the case. Um, hmm. I think one of the things in education, whether no matter who's in charge or who's doing an education, I think one of the very important mm-hmm. things that you need to understand, especially if you're, you're a teacher, like the one thing you can and cannot do is, you know, teach false information or lies as portrayed as truth. 
because students are inclined to believe everything that the teachers are teaching them as true information that's happened for years. And it's okay. really misleading and it damages society as it has. Um, and the only problem is who really decides what's true and what's not. And so it gets into the very picky things of what you are free to think about, the information that you get on all different sides, and then just blatant obvious facts versus theories and stuff. Like one of the biggest things I see is evolution. Like evolution, people can be taught and introduced evolution, but I mm -hmm. do not think that it should be treated and taught as fact. And that's what it is. It's being taught as a fact, and it's not. Mm -hmm. It's actually a, di a disproven one, you know, or a, yeah. uh, it's proven to be false. Um, and yet it's still portrayed to be true. I mean, I've recently been learning, like, the entire world started from a green and a purple bacteria and everything <laughs> spurred from it. But Ooh, if, really? if that was true, if things were run from one kind of thing, everything could reproduce with everything else. But it can't. It doesn't happen like that. Everything is, you know, distinctly different in that aspect. And and it's just a big old rabbit hole in, in that aspect. But well, like if you teach somebody about. that 2 plus 2 equals 5 and it's obviously mm -hmm. wrong, but you still give them points for it and you're teaching them that, okay, yeah, that's right. You know, it's obviously a lie, and it's obviously going to hurt them and not educate them. It's going to do the opposite. It's going to make them stupider. So I think there's a, a difference between that and then providing with facts, or not, and then providing with information that's known and letting people, you know, think through it and learn about it more for themselves. We need to talk about this more because I think uh, I don't mean it to be uh, like like a sore spot or, or a problem. If it is, let me know. But I think that uh, you know, if to to understand your own arguments against the theory, and it's a theory. Uh, I think it's been disproven uh, just because genetically it's impossible. Uh, it's based on mutations, and mutations are usually the things that cause disease and make a species weaker or an individual weaker. So how you can evolve from something that makes you weaker that makes no sense. But the other thing to think of, if you, if you look at Charles Darwin's book, uh, I don't have the title in front of me, but it re the, the first is The Origin of the Species, and then it's got a subtitle, you know, how to uh, promote the success. The favor among races. Yeah, you've got it. Okay, so what is it exactly? Um, well, I don't have it up, but I know something about, like, the favor among races. Exactly. Or in, in other words, selective lines. breeding and evolution. So what he's really about, he's really a eugenicist. He's really about selective breeding and breeding out races from humanity. That's adaptation. He was basically that's saying evolution. that, yeah, he was saying that white people are more evolved and stronger and better than black people just because of basic evolution, which everybody obviously knows is, you know, not true. But, you know, people just bypass that subtitle. Actually, um, I haven't read the book. Mm -hmm. um, I read parts of it, obviously, through school. But, you know, I haven't read the entire book. But supposedly the second part of the book, Darwin wrote the entire thing apart basically saying that everything in the first half was wrong and that the theory of evolution was wrong. <laughs> I was like, well, we should look, we should look into this more. Before? Yeah, we should look into this more. I think yeah. this is interesting. I, Josie on the line, let me play her theme. Uh, hang out for, for uh, as much as you can. But this has been a great discussion this morning. I think we have, have lots more to follow up on. So, so thank you uh, for that. And let me play Josie's theme and I'll bring her on. And, of course, you're always welcome to, to stick around. She started off as a poor child in Nicaragua, living under communism. And now she is a prosperous small businesswoman with a great family, living the dream as an American citizen. Josie Cossey knows all about both worlds, communism and freedom. She knows where your dreams can come alive and where they can die very quickly. 
And so her report is as much from experience as knowledge, and her passion and crusade are very real. With connections all over Central and South America, Josie brings you the world south of the U.S. border from personal experience, living, not just reporting, what's happening. And now, the Latina Report with Josie Coffey. Buenos dias, chica. Buenos dias, amigo. Buenos dias. Dobre jutra. Dobre jutra. Ukraine or Russia. Good morning, Brianna. Como estas? Good morning, Josie. How are you? Yeah, anyway, we, should, we need to get a picture. Uh, we need to know who we're talking to. So Brianna's like this voice. I know what everybody else looks like because we're all on Facebook. We all have things like that. But Brianna's a mystery. I don't know what <laughs> she looks like. Yeah. I, I could pass her on the street and not even know it's her until I hear that to the, to hear the, the that very voice. characteristic voice of yours. And it's like, are you Brianna? Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm going to wander the streets of Oklahoma and say, you know, just see, let hope by chance, uh-huh. you know, anyway. We're, we're going to have to meet you one day. In fact, I, w- I want to get all of us together for a convention anyway. Uh, Josie, do you want to yeah. get in this? Uh, we, we just started an evolution chat, which is obviously not going to be ended here, um, but we have a lot to talk about. I don't know if you heard part of it or you want to uh, come in on that a at all. A little bit, or, yeah. Yes, okay. I did. Uh, evolution is all a lie. Yeah. Evolution is all a lie. Uh, I think uh, uh, it should have been uh, off of all the school and everything years and years ago, and they keep teaching it, including the Catholic people teach evolution. I'm like, well, give me a break. So you don't believe in God anyway. So I don't understand. <laughs> yeah. So, they don't. And we lost a Pope. To, uh, it's kind of interesting, too. So, yeah, I don't know if you're going to be included. Well, because you're raised Catholic, so uh, one of the Popes yeah, died. I think it's Catholic, yeah. yeah. They believe in okay. evolution, yeah. Mm-hmm. So they're confused. Okay. But, um, yeah, it's pretty sad. And uh, and then you guys, I was trying to listen a little bit, but I was in the other room, too. I said, I'll be, my husband was listening to you do your poetry. <laughs> my poetry? <laughs> you mean my, my racism thing from Monty Python? Is that what you're talking yeah, about? Yeah, Monty Python. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. To me, that was boring when I was young, you know? I didn't like Monty that. Python? No, oh. but you yeah. gotta understand British humor. See, did. it's there. It's all I poking know, fun at the I government. Didn't. You didn't know it then, Brianna. You'd like Monty Python. See if you can catch some reruns. They're probably on YouTube. We got Brianna's dogs are battling again. <laughs> I'm anyway. actually anyway. gonna have to go here, but okay. there is um, more to the um, Jordan Peterson and like the demands that they have, and so I'll send you um, what I have on it. Um, okay. The papers. And then you well, can probably with send to week. Josie because I think that's something interesting yeah. for Josie as well. Well, I can pass them on. Yeah. I'll tell you what. If you want, why mm-hmm. don't you try contacting you Jordan Peterson? Week. Yeah. Brianna? Mm-hmm. Brianna? See if you can contact um, Jordan Peterson. Yeah, I'm still here. Okay, good. See if you can contact Jordan Peterson and see if you can get him on the show as your guest. Have him outsmart us all. <laughs> That'd be <laughs> fine. I, 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 I don't mind being outsmarted. But uh, that's interesting. Just, you, I mean, you don't have to, but I just think it'd be it'd be interesting uh, if you had if you were able to to communicate with him uh, and tell him that you've been covering yeah. the article and tell him that you're a reporter for Action Radio uh, and uh, see if you can get him on. How that how would that be? Yeah, you can have guests if you like. Yeah, you can bring on guests. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'll Jordan. definitely try. Yeah, if you can get Jordan <laughs> Peterson. Oh boy, <laughs> that'd be great. Mm-hmm. Give it a shot. You know, you're you're part of the crew here, so uh, you know, see what you can do. You're never right. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, have a blessed day, Chica. You take care, Brianna. You too. We'll talk to you next week. God bless. All right. Uh, bye. I wanted to report. Bye now. Bye-bye. Uh, Mexico has become a battlefield in the town of Sinaloa. It's called mm-hmm. in Mexico. Sinaloa. I've heard about this. Sinaloa Cartel. Sinaloa. Sinaloa. Mm-hmm. Sinaloa. Yeah, yeah, help me with my pronunciation. Yeah, Sinaloa. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, what happens, uh, the cartels, they're, they're like with machine guns. I mean, it's it's like a battlefield. Mm-hmm. About 30 people they have killed so far. Uh, now, is this on their side, our side, both sides? Where, where's the where? How far does the battlefield extend? This you is know? on their own side. The cartels are fighting the uh, the police and the. Did you know, Greg? Mm-hmm. I uh, I don't believe anything anymore. Uh, mm-hmm. Stuff like this. This is my opinion. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe that they created all this chaos, like a war zone cartels with civilians and police. So the reason they created this chaos right now, it was because Biden was going to Mexico, to the border. And that way people can say, oh, my God, Biden went risking his life while the cartels are shooting and all this going on, you know. And he risked his life to go to the check on the border and all that. It's all it's all a play, all of it. And I know innocent people are dying, uh, but yeah. that's my opinion. This is well organized by Obama and the criminal communist president Obrador uh, from Mexico. It's all well organized, the whole thing. Yeah. Now, did, did so um... my, no, it makes case. sense. Uh, well, let's explore this a little bit because this is this is what we're talking about. Now, did did mm-hmm. Brent actually go to Mexico or did he just go to El Paso? Or did, did, or did I don't he know. meet with? See, I think he met with the Mexican president in the White House. Yeah. You know, which he's presently occupying and, uh, illegally. Uh, but El well, Paso. Well, he went to the border with Mexico, and because uh, uh, the governor from Texas was right there, uh, sending him a letter and all that stuff, you know. Right. To the fake president that we have in office. So, yeah, but what yeah, I heard was that he went to uh, El Paso. He didn't really get anywhere near anything dangerous in the border. He went to like a, a border checkpoint. Of course, the illegals aren't coming through the border checkpoints. They're coming between the yeah. border checkpoints. I heard that reported on, on One American News. Um, and so yeah. he was there, and I was talking to Brianna about this Potemkin village, which is what the uh, Potemkin was a Russian minister. And whenever I think it was mm-hmm. Catherine the Great or the Tsars would want to go see their people mm-hmm. and see how things were, they'd yeah. create a false village. They create this this wonderful village with singing and dancing and mm-hmm. you know fiddle on the roof. If I were a rich man, you know, sing them. You know, so they create totally totally fake town. So the so the czar would go, yeah, everything's great. The people are happy. I'm doing a great job. When of course they're being totally screwed in Hollywood. Yeah, you know. But that's what they did in El Paso. They they I use the term they bulldoze the homeless off the streets. You know, just pack them all up. Hit them somewhere. They're in a warehouse somewhere. You know, they'll be back out. You know, um, but it's, yeah. but it's, and everybody was screaming. You know, and this is what I never understood. People say you got to get Biden the border. I said, wait a minute. He wants this policy. You know, that's like taking a bank robber back to the bank and saying, what would you do? You robbed this bank. Yeah. And the bank robber's like, yeah, I did. Yeah, this is pretty cool. <laughs> I got the money too. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, what's what's the what, what was the point of him going there? 
Did they think he was going to suddenly yeah. change his policy and go, oh, no, there are illegals coming to the United States. I, I have to reverse my policy that's going to make me, uh, you know, make the Democrats president for no. the next, you know, 100 years. No, of course not. Go ahead. Yeah, he's not going to do nothing. He, he wants he wants 100 million to come to America. That's the plan with Obama. And he's just following along. But. I was listening to a Spanish uh, reporter. He's reporting, oh, Biden is coming. He's arriving, the president, on and on and on. And I'm mm-hmm. making comment because they were live, you know. I said, yeah, that criminal is arriving. He should be arrested. You can keep it in Mexico. From Mexico, he needs to be sent to Gitmo, you know. And uh, some Spanish people did not like my comments that I was <laughs> making, of course. See, I don't are care. there conservative Spanish radio stations? I mean, you should report to them. You know, as as yeah. an action radio reporter, well, I, you know, you I can you can do that. that live, so I got in, uh-huh. you know. But okay. uh, uh, a lot of the uh, a lot of the Spanish TV is corrupt by the Democrats because they hmm. pump millions of dollars to them. They they have bought them completely. Uh, is yeah, it Democrat about party money, or is it tax? Is it Democrat party money or tax money? Where are they getting the money from? I'm not sure. I'm to know that. I'm not sure, but they are getting a lot of money. Uh, <clears throat> like my cousin in Miami, we're talking, and she goes, "I don't know what's going to happen to Trump. He's no good." And this, I said, "And you believe in all that crap?" I said, "Stop it." I said, "You're listening to Univision. Stop watching that garbage. They're hooked. All the yeah. Latinos in Miami are hooked with Univision uh, and and Galavision and all those Spanish Is that Jorge Ramos? Garbage." Is it Jorge yeah, Ramos? Jorge Ramos yeah. is on in yeah. Univision. Mr. Mr. Mm-hmm. GQ. Yeah. Corrupt. Corrupt to the max. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who pays the him? Latino, the Latino TV. Huh? Who pays him? Where does he get his money? Or where does Probably Univision the get Clintons. the money? I don't know, but the Cl- Ra- Jorge Ramos, he's been attached by the belly button with the Clintons for years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a great oh, yeah. way to put it. No, I believe it. We call you know, it San Pegado from the belly button, del ombligo. Yeah. Huh. So Jorge Ramos and many of the Spanish uh, um, reporters are being bought. And the vaccine, forget it. Oh, my gosh. That's why all my cousins and my sisters, they got vaccinated. They didn't want to listen to me. So including some of my rich friends in Miami, they're, they're not listening. But you know what? Yeah, well, the, uh, the jab doesn't care about your money. Now. Yeah. You know, and this, uh, yeah. there's a lot of people in this position where they have friends or family. We've, I've lost friends of mine on the show. Peter Pry, mm-hmm. uh, Eric Colley, who made our website, writeyourlaws.com. You know, these were friends of mine. I, I'm, you know, they suspicious. Were, they, I'm suspicious about the death of Peter Pry. I wish I could okay. figure it out more, but yeah, I don't know, because... Uh, if you're talking about the EMP and X-ray and this and that, they want to take you out. You know, they don't want you to be around. But mm-hmm. he's been saying that for years, though. So what, you know, so, but here's, here's what, what you might want to do. Listen to his last show. And it was about, mm-hmm. see, I he, died, he died in August. And I think his last show was maybe June or July. It might have been the end of June because I know mm-hmm. he took some time off. It could have been June, I would guess. So, uh, you know, we can look at June shows. In fact, I'm putting together I was wondering what happened to him. Uh-huh. Yeah, well, he died, yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, and I... It's uh, a shame and, because I told him, I'm not talking to you again until Trump returns. He says, fine. <laughs> <laughs> Got to watch what you say I sometimes. Said, now, see, I, I, knew, I knew he was sick. 
uh, because he told me. And mm-hmm. there's a lot of off the air stuff that you know that I, I can't. I just don't yeah, yeah. talk about on the show. Um, yeah. But that I knew that I knew he had uh, cancer, uh, but it, it was in remission. You know, it was gone. Uh, and then he he takes a COVID shot because he wants to travel. And That's so because of the international passports, the Europe, the Canadian, you know, the Australian, whatever, because mm-hmm. he traveled a lot, you know, because he's a world-renowned expert on EMP and nuclear yeah. weapons and things like that. And that was his business, yeah. is, is giving lectures and, you know, and talking about all these different things. And he was with the Center for Security Policy, who I'm going to get uh, all the links to all, all of his shows with us, because it's a huge library. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. it, it's like, it's like yeah. a, you know, multi-volume book, with the amount of information he gave us over the course of yeah, four years. Yeah, Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was with us all, and I didn't always agree with him. It was really funny when we disagreed too. We, we had some great chats. Yeah. Um, but I think that's what he liked about the show is that he could talk, and that uh, you know that we could uh, challenge things so that he would get even better. But um, yeah. But as far as it went, he got the jab. Six months later, he was dead, and his cancer yeah, his cancer came what back. Happened, yeah. What happened to the vaccine? Once you take the vaccine and you have cancer or a minor cancer. It accelerates mm-hmm. your cancer so quickly. Mm-hmm. There's many in my church uh, that the cancer came back with with a vengeance after the shot. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, uh, it's evil. These vaccines are evil. And, so what is uh, it? And more, more, more people are collapsing. I mean, this is crazy. Like, like my husband goes to uh, to this post office and. Uh, the sister of one of the ladies he talks to, they were having a big celebration, and she just collapsed and died right there so fast. They didn't even have time to do CPR. And at she all. had the she had the the vaccine. She had the jab. Yep, both yeah. and a booster. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah, yeah, and uh, and these these older folks. They're mm-hmm. not listening. They're listening to the doctors. I keep hearing it every day. Uh, so many boosters these people are getting, the seniors. It's insane. It's getting, insane. Well, so many, how many shots are people getting now? you got the two original shots. Then they want two boosters. Are they, are they getting a booster every year now or two boosters a year? What, what's, what's the schedule? Every three or four or six months. This lady already got four boosters. What? After her two shots. It is insane. Yeah, it's no good. Mm-mm. And, and you know, crazy. I have, I have a, I have a people, a lot of people that follow me, and I send information. I have different mm-hmm. big groups, and uh, I hear it all the time. So and so is in the hospital right now. Like last night, I was getting messages at two in the morning because I stay up, and um, <clears throat> I'm getting this message from this lady at my church. And her ex-husband, uh, he's he's in the vent right now in San Antonio, Texas, and, and she's on and on from everywhere, everywhere. I don't understand. Well, you so, know, have you heard anything else about this NFL? Because uh, I mean, I didn't have time at all yesterday. Well, it was interesting when it happened. <clears throat> it was all over the news, and then the next day it was gone. It was completely gone. So they took a day to get their story together. And I put a Facebook post. I said, where, how can we get a news blackout? What's going on with, uh, with DeMar Hamlet? I said, where, where did he disappear to? And then, of course, they came back the next day. So it happened on Monday night because it was Monday night football. Tuesday, there was a news blackout. And Wednesday, they, once they got their story together on this co-mordia, co-whatever it is, uh-huh. this, this bizarre theory that uh, just the right strike, just the right time between heartbeats. But he was never struck. 
He's the one that did the grabbing. He grabs the guy and wrestles him to the ground in a typical tackle. Grabs him, takes him to the mm-hmm. ground. Uh-huh. It, was a norm, it was a normal play. And then he yeah. gets up. Well, you can't get up if you're injured. <laughs> you know, you know, you know, and then he collapses. But he collapsed from a standing and, position. You know? Oh, yeah. And, a, and, and it was explained to me that adrenaline, this is what things that they're worried about next season. So here's, here's what, we're gonna, here's what I, I think we should be watching um, is next NFL season, how's the draft going to go? Now, they stopped requiring um, the, the, the gene jab. Um, for the, they stopped it in 2022, and so the, the next season is going to be the 2023 season in the fall. And I'd be curious mm-hmm. whether they sideline the players, whether they have a major recruiting drive to get all the jab players out, out of the NFL so they don't yeah. die on the field. You know, because this is going to happen yeah. again. But there was a report, there was a high school kid that, that took collapse in a basketball game. Young woman. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's in our, in, our, in our groups. We have just, and then, then yeah. Demetrius Johnson, who, who uh, Pianchi knows. And then there's uh, the other, this other player uh, with a Nigerian name. He, you know, he died at 38. He was a retired player. You know, and of course, I always have my regular list. You know, remember the remember the older ones. Uh, Larry King yeah. uh, got the jab. Um, who was a Marvin Hagler, the boxer? Um, who else was Hank Aaron? You know, these are all the people on Olivia our list. Olivia Nelson of, John. Olivia John. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, oh, Kara. You know, and all these different people. Uh, Betty many, White might have too. There's yeah, a whole, yeah. I have a whole list of all these movie stars. They're mm-hmm. having a lot of problems because of the vaccine now, but they're not reporting it. A lot of Hollywood people are dying. Send me that. I'll, I'll post it. it. Yeah, send me that. You mm-hmm. Put that in my messenger, and I'll, I'll post that to our uh, our vaccine project, which is and, private. We keep it private so that we don't have trolls. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, we put a lot of good information there, too. So if you're a decent person, you can you know, join our group there. Um, but this is crazy. This is really insane yeah. what's happening. And, uh, and, uh, and no yeah. – Diamond and Silk, it's a shocking to a lot of people. Yeah, tell me about uh, that. Tell me what you know. Well, I cannot tell you who told me, but uh, it's well, okay. from the magazine that I'm dealing okay. with. I right. called them last night, and they know everything, of course, because they, they were going to bring them on board, and I think they have a story about them. I, hmm. didn't, I didn't get this last month's issue, and I don't know if, if their story is on George Magazine, but they were coming on board with their story, uh, Diamond and Silk. Wow. I think I think he did in one of the issues already. Um, you know, but anyway, she uh, yeah. she was not vaccinated at all. So a lot of people wonder, did she die from the vaccine this year? So everybody's asking, you know what I mean? <laughs> well, I know she didn't because she talked about not doing it. Well, I'll tell you one of the ironies, and this is you know, one of our secret agents. This is what I'm going to call him from now on. We have a lot of secret agents at Action Radio, people behind the scenes. One of our secret agents yeah. was in communication with Diamond and Silk, and uh, we were hoping to get them on the show or get me on their show. And so that I can say on the air, but I'm not going to, say, I'm not going to give details. Um, but uh, those are some of the people that we're talking to at this point. And we have well, other people, too. But I, I'll listen. Well, when when the know, time is right, you know, let's get Silk on the show because she'd be fabulous. Yeah. yeah what I know is uh, she wanted to lose weight. Uh-huh. And she went to the hospital to have uh, surgery to lose weight. And she died at that time. Okay, yeah. so now all right, now this is this comes That's under what I've special been told. Yeah. So this comes under special investigations. Okay. So now we need to look into malpractice, uh bad surgery, yeah. inappropriate surgery, liposuction. You know, we need to start looking into that because now now we've got something to go on. So if that's what my happened, feeling, if this is uh uh-huh. my feeling is that they kill her on purpose. Mm. Because she's that Trump supporter. Oh, yeah. Let's look. The hospitals are well, evil. it's possible, but in that respect, you know, you or I are targets too for the same reason. 
We're just not as public yet. Mm-hmm. We will be. So get ready my, for fame. My, <laughs> and all the problems my that come with it. Mm-hmm. My suspicions is they brought her down. The same thing they did to Joan Rivers way back. They didn't know much mm-hmm. about it because she was saying that Obama is gay and Michelle Obama is a tranny. <laughs> and the reporters were following her. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember, later, I remember a little bit dead. about that. I, you know, I remember you, you know more about it than I do. So, yeah. Yeah. Two oh. weeks later, she had uh, surgery. She always has to put her face puffy like a topoillo. And, uh, <laughs> you know, like a <laughs> yeah. topoillo. And, Is uh, it like topo I know. Oh, okay. Topoillo. Topoillo okay. is that, that rat that used to come on an Italian show, you know. He's so famous. I thought it was Ed Sullivan. That means you're getting so much Botox, and Botox in your face is like blowing, you know. Like, well, she didn't, it didn't even look like, like Joan Rivers blowing. anymore. I don't know who, she looked like an alien. I know. So many people. So many people. One well, of Botox my is, a, is a neurotoxin. Maybe that killed her. Well, here's a question for you. This no, would be a good no. thing to research, too, is, is Botox they is a neurotoxin. That they, they said that's a routine she does all the time, and all of a sudden she's dead. And this is after two weeks that she accused Obama being gay on uh, on national, you know, the videos. I forgot one of the channels that were reporting it. Huh. And calling Michelle Obama a tranny way back. And then Herman Cain had uh, COVID and they killed him too. So all this is well organized. Dr. Selensko, I believe he was killed also. So yeah, I know. Well, yeah. I know Dr. Selenko because I was in communication with him off the air. I mean, we were friends. Yeah, I know. Um, not real close friends, but because he was busy, he was like the world was, you know, wanted to, wanted yeah. to get, get in touch with him. But from what I know of him, he told us about, this is on the show too, so I'm not revealing anything that, that he yeah, didn't yeah. say. But he had a lung, he only had one lung. I think he had a lung removed and he had uh, heart problems and he had cancer. So he was in terrible shape yeah. anyway. But he was on, mm-hmm. you know, God's extended. He was on, like on God's overtime. So in other words, he shouldn't have been alive mm-hmm. as long as he was, given all the health problems he had. However, but if the CDC, but if the CDC is in charge of all the hospital sitting, they can say, take him out, take that one out. And I so that's why I don't want to go to the hospital. <laughs> yeah, that's why I wanted to sneak in. I had a had a checkup that I had to do, and mm-hmm. so uh, you know, a lot of a lot of folks over fifty years old <clears throat> get our checkups. But uh, yeah. And preventive medicine is a good thing, but, you know, I don't want to die in the hospital or something, you know. But here's the thing, though. If, if those people are targets, then what happens when the show gets huge and we have multi-million listeners? That means you and I are targets. We'll get targets. I'm not going yeah. to no stinking hospital. Uh-huh. <laughs> Look, yeah. I, I had an appointment last year, the beginning of last year, to have mm-hmm. an injection on my knee because I pivot my knee a lot when I'm dancing Zumba, you know. And right. they once in a while they give me a shot to help my pain because I have a cortisol on, or something like that. Yeah, whatever they put. Yeah, and it helps me <laughs> for six months, four months. I canceled okay. that appointment. I said, uh uh-uh, uh, no doctor's coming near me with a needle unless I'm in a car accident, near death, or whatever. But I'm not volunteering to go. And my husband's hips is going bad. The other one, I said, nope, you're going to have to suffer, dear. I said, limp in and get a cane. But you're not going to no surgery, no hospital, nothing. So you're going to have to suffer through that pain until Trump returns. I'm not trusting these hospitals. They're criminals. It's just, just, I don't trust them. No. And we're supposed to trust our hospitals, our doctors. Not anymore. And I'm not saying all of them. 
but most of them are corrupt. The CEOs are getting millions of dollars to to make sure you get Rendezvous. Now they change the name. It's just it's just all a big corruption. We have one of our friends in one of the local hospitals that they retired him early because he was not liking what he was doing, a uh, uh, heart surgeon uh, uh-huh. in one of the hospitals here. And they retired him two years early with pay so he can keep hush. He's one of our friends. Mm-hmm. So it's just Welcome on the show. Big, big Please welcome on the show, business. you know, anonymously. You know, you can, he, call me, you can be Dr. X. It's fine with me. And, and you know, this doctor... Uh, I'm kind of disappointed on him. Uh, I haven't seen him since COVID, mm-hmm. actually. Um, he used to do Bible study at a coffee shop there with this other lady and all that. He had a, a gathering. And since COVID, he's like hiding like a little ratoncito, like a rat, hiding until the light comes out or whatever. But he's been hiding since COVID. I haven't seen his wow. face. He disappeared. He's He's in so much fear, and I'm like, where's your faith? I'm like, told my husband, what the heck happened to the doctor? But anyway, it's 100 pesos, we call it, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, just so to, one more thing on, on this subject. Uh, the, I think the thing that for us to look at is what happened to Andrew Breitbart. And Andrew Breitbart, I believe, mm-hmm. was murdered. And he was murdered for creating citizen journalists. And we're creating citizen legislators which is a whole quantum yeah. leap above citizen journalists. So I think at some point we're going to have to all be very careful. In fact, I've been told by professional security people. I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid either. Otherwise, I wouldn't be doing this. But the point is that what I've been told is that at some point, you know, as we grow and as we break through the censorship, uh, we may need mm-hmm. protection ourselves, you know, professional protection. Mm-hmm. And so I find that quite interesting. Yeah, I got a nine um, mil. Yeah, I, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not afraid yeah. to use it. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. In fact, I'm looking at. Uh, well, I'm going to talk to um, uh, Shirley about this. I even I've bring been it inv- to church. Yeah, well, of course <laughs> so you bring it to church. My pastor. No, in fact, I church do. is the place you want. Anytime, you, anytime there's a public gathering. Well, yeah. here's what I think about church too. And, and someone said, "Well, how do you bring a gun to church?" Well, easy. First of all, you just put it on your shirt purse. and you carry it. But the second <laughs> thing is, why would you bring it? But that's God's house. I said, well, "Where do you think our rights come from? You know, I if our rights come from God." then what better place to celebrate our rights from God than in a church? So, of course, you carry in church. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just, oh, that's we have a, a lot of people, a lot of mm-hmm. people arm in our church, oh, man. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I know many of them. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. Christian soldiers. You're Christian soldiers. You great go. t-shirt, by the way. Yep. Now, I hey, want to show this is Christian have soldiers. You, yes. What else you got? Go hey, ahead. <laughs> have you heard anything else on Celine Dion from Canada? Very ill. I haven't heard uh, a thing. I, I don't even know her like, story. I've been doing a bunch of uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of behind uh-huh. the scenes stuff I've been working on. But tell me about Celine Dion. Mm-hmm. What's, well, what's the story? apparently she says she's been with chronic pain and all this pain for years and all that. But since she's a true believer of the vaccine, uh, now she's losing her voice. Uh, she's stiff. Sometimes she cannot move for days and all that. And she doesn't look good at all. How old is she? She came out to, I don't know if she's my age. I don't know. Well, we're the same 60. age pretty much. <laughs> you know, I mean, what separates yeah, us from I'm them? And we didn't get the jab. That, yeah, yeah. No, I'm 63. So you're people. older than me. Yeah. I'll defer to your age and wisdom. Still well, shaking I, uh, it. <laughs> I've been doing about four days, four days a week. Yeah. Hey, I'm still bike riding and I'm hitting the gym. A, I want to form a, 
I want to get a wooden sword fighting club of, of old weapons like katanas and English knight swords and uh-huh. things like that. So, you know, I mean, I, I'm still active. Mm. I was thinking of taking a martial mm-hmm. art, you know, taekwondo is a little, the, the kicks are too high in taekwondo, but I'll find an art again. They just take martial arts. My daughter, my daughter uh-huh. was the youngest six-year-old with a black belt. Wow. Taekwondo. Mm-hmm. Pretty, pretty she cool. She's a young girl. Yeah. yeah. Well, let's. Um, we, we should talk about some things that happened. We got uh, we got the Republican Congress. We've got uh, uh, Brandon at the border. We've got you know Ukraine. We've got uh, the Virgin Islands. We got the real scandals. The Virgin Islands one is something I have to investigate. And the church, the the new church committee investigating the government. Well, 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 let mm-hmm. me ask you the the big question. Uh, now that the House has actually passed this new rules package, do you think uh, McCarthy's going to stand by it? Or do you think he's going to weasel out of it within a certain amount of time? Oh, he's going to stand by it. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, he has to. Well, um, we follow Q, and the Q uh, dropped, uh, I think, two years ago. Mm-hmm. I believe he predicted everything that is happening now. So it's it's kind of it's awesome. Um when you, I've been following since the beginning, you know, with my husband and uh-huh. uh, Truth and Art TV. Bernie, he's our friend. Uh, we became friends in uh, the last event in Texas last year. Uh-huh. Uh, and he explains the, the Q thing to us. So we watch him uh, four days a week, actually. And the X22, it gives you a lot of information, too. It's kind of cool from uh, Ukraine. So yeah, where is Q so, now? Where, where do you find Q these days, um, the QAnon report? We believe Q is JFK Jr. That's okay. what we believe. Well, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And he has a lot of time in his hand, and he's been planning it all because he said his father's not going to die in vain. He's going to get even with all these criminals, the CIA, FBI, the Clintons, the bushes, the bushes are involved with the death of his father, and the list goes on. All these criminals, including some, well, the bushes were Republicans. Yeah, that doesn't enemies. matter. <laughs> you know, today's, I mean, yesterday's Democrat is today's Republican. I mean, it's it's, it's fascinating how this has gone. Uh, we need. I want to look more into and, this. I mean, again, it's been a it's been a question of time. You know, between yeah. Epstein and the Virgin Islands and uh, the fact that no reporter oh, yeah. was there in the Virgin Islands. I mean, you know, the, the reporters they always follow the president, even the fake ones. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, they always go on Air Force One. They always go where, especially on an international trip. Or even like a Caribbean trip, mm-hmm. of course they're going to go. First of all, they're going to want oh, the, yeah. the food and the and the goodies. But um, Q, we used to have a Q report. Remember Karen when she used to do the Q report? Oh yeah, Karen. She got. We'd, I think Karen got upset because of Trump uh, letting it, uh, letting them take the win and all that, but didn't do much about it. But it's all well organized, all a plan to bring mm-hmm. the whole cabal down, and it is going to come down. And uh, in order for you to do that, you have to play the game uh, like they're doing right now, but they're going to expose everything, everything. There's a lot of work behind the scene that we don't see it. Yeah, like action radio. And my stomach, yeah. yeah. And, uh, so where can, I, can I, uh, where can I read Q reports? Or is there any source now? Because you used to be able to just go online and go on Twitter and pick them up. Where, no, where are they now? Uh, I, can, I can send you the site. And uh, okay. uh, the one that talks quite a bit is the uh, 
the X-22 report. He's excellent, and he's friends with uh, Truth and RTV Bernie. He's my friend. We uh-huh. send messages all the time before the show, and you don't see who he is, but he's friends uh, with Bernie, actually. Well, you can give a Q report as part of your report. You know, feel free to give a Q report as part of your report. People can make up their own mind, mm-hmm. you know, what they think at all. Yeah, of course. Looks like, um, yeah. Pianchi's on the line, too. Pianchi, good morning, sir. Bueno dia. Good morning, Greg. Benavidos. Benavidos, Josie. How are you? Buenos dias to you, Bianchi. Yeah. Thank you for sending me those videos. I've been watching them, actually. Yeah. So, yeah, now look, about, we got it until about August to get rid of all our gas stoves in the nation because the Biden administration says that gas stoves cause asthma in children. No, gas stoves aren't electric. That's why they want to do mm-hmm. it. Exactly. Mono energy. Uh, I don't believe in mono mm-hmm. energy. I don't believe in one source of energy. I believe in diversity. I believe in diversing my energy. Gas stoves, yeah. you know, uh, gas stoves, electricity in the house, and uh, gasoline-powered vehicles. Natural gas stoves, gasoline vehicles, electric homes. That's it. <laughs> electric, you know, hey, diversity. It's a good thing. And you know, and you know, Greg, mm-hmm. the reason, the reason that people from the Ukraine are still alive instead of freezing to death, is because they have uh, gas. They don't have electricity for their heaters. Oh, that's interesting. Uh, some houses do. Some houses do. But their heater system is, like, so poor, very, very bad. Um, I remember uh, washing my socks and underwear and putting them in this tube coming along the house, and I would put them on the tubes in order for my socks to get dry because in the winter you cannot put clothes outside because it's snowing and icy and everything. Yeah, the freeze. Uh, yeah. So that's why people in the Ukraine wear the same jeans for sometimes six to ten days, and that's why they smell in their armpits. <laughs> wow. Bad. Well, bad. And have... I bring the order in, but they don't want to use it. <laughs> so it's like, I don't understand. I so it's a little bit natural. Pastor, well, don't... My pastor puts his hand around my shoulder, and that smell stays there all day, and I'm like, oh, God, I cannot handle that smell. <laughs> yeah. Nice. But don't they and live I in these huge... So... They're these huge housing projects in Kiev, and are they all on a central electric or a central gas system, or how are they heating those those yeah, big buildings? Yeah, most of most of the, most of the people in Kiev have electricity, but some still have gas in Kiev. Like okay. we say, in this old church and this old gas, thank God, cold though. But Zelensky um, is even trying to cut the gas in a lot of the areas. They don't have electricity. They don't have gas. So people are busy with the wooden stove uh, in order to keep warm. Yeah, it's bad. Yeah. So in the church that we build in uh, in Nijian, uh they have huge uh, stoves just in case this happened because they've been in that position before in the past. So Zelensky is evil. He wants to murder his own people. And the people believe him and love him. They think he's the best thing in the world. And he's not. <clears throat> hmm. But uh, Interesting. it's uh, okay. crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what else is burning in your mind these days and all the events that are happening and, and uh, or any legislative things we should be covering? 
Are you talking to me or Bianchi? I'm talking to you. And then, well, Bianchi's welcome to, oh. to add a topic as well at this point, too. I just want to make sure we've well, covered everything I'm you wanted kinda, to cover. kind of done with my report today, so I, okay. can, I can hang on. Uh, I'm I'm a, I'm doing a 21 day challenge with all not all but most of my Zumba girls. So I'm gonna lose 21 pounds and and there's a kitty. I'm not doing it for the money because I don't need it. Uh, uh-huh. But I want to encourage people. Um, I might be kind of like one of the oldest in the group that's <laughs> gonna do it. Yeah. So why do you so, need to lose weight? You look great. You look fabulous. No, I want to lose 20 pounds, Chico. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you can go Zumba faster. Yeah. Okay. I'm losing weight too. No, Actually, we're doing a I'm, I'm getting back to my at home exercise. So we got a okay. routine every day for 21 days of exercise to do. Wow. So I'm I'm about to go. So, yeah, it's good. And eating yeah, I'm, healthier. I'm skipping I'm skipping dinner and just eating fruit or a tiny little thing. Uh-huh. I love milk, sense. so I can have a whole gallon of milk in a few days. Yeah. But yeah, a, a can, lot of people it, cannot drink milk uh-huh. you know they're lacto <clears throat> so I, well you I can don't do worry organic uh, organic yogurt might be better than, than milk it depends on the milk and how it's treated and what they oh, do no, to it I but don't uh, like you know Mm-mm. i'll tell you stony no. field Yo- stony field vanilla yeah that's the good stuff i know all my all my local stores know to keep it in stock for me <laughs> it's kind of funny all right well let's open up let's pancake, see if pancake has a question or a co- what's that now josie yeah, you got a question for me? Yeah, yeah, well, I don't right now. I've got several, but I'll I'll hold off. I want to see if Pianchi has a question for you first. No, I I would uh, feel bad if I miss miss uh, Josie's report. It's always so <laughs> encapsulating. I think I missed you last <laughs> okay. week. All right. Well, let's um let's see what you guys know about. Uh, and I'm gonna pick this up in the next hour. There's two things that I'm investigating or starting to because it's like so much going on around here. Uh, the church hearing. This idea that this this new church committee is going to investigate all the corruption of the the present insurrection, you know, and uh, I'm curious what they're going to find and what they're going to do about it. Of course, the, the obvious answer is not just impeachment, but imprisonment. You know, that's what we want. When you steal a government, when you commit treason, when you take over a country illegally, that's that's a that it doesn't get much worse than that. You know, that's that's uh, that's capital crime. You know, so uh, that's at mm-hmm. least imprisonment for life, uh, as far as I'm concerned. But because you got to punish these things, it's like vote fraud. If you don't punish the vote fraud, you get more of it, you know. And and so, I, or the other one, my favorite uh, uh, law, Title eighteen, Section two four one, conspiracy against rights. If you conspire, if any two or more people, which would be the entire Democrat Party and most of the Republican Party, conspire to oppress the exercise or enjoyment of any constitutional right, that would include voting, uh, then you go to jail and you get a big fat fine. So we should be locking all these people up. There's no exemption because they're government employees. That's the first one. So the church hearing and the second one is what the hell happened in the Virgin Islands? That's just gone. Nobody's talking about this anymore. You know, and there was no, no press there. He visited some billionaire. I'm going to go do some research on the articles. But, Jesse, what do you know about that? And I want to see what Pianchi knows. What, what, what actually happened in the Virgin Islands? I don't know much about it. Yeah, I don't know much, but uh, there's a lot, of, a lot of money laundering in the Virgin Islands. Oh. Uh, especially Sam, Sam Croy, the Bahama Mama. Um, <laughs> well, that's where you All went. Island, there's a lot of corruption that I knew from years ago, years, uh, with my ex-husband. He always talked about it. CIA, so, top secret. Yeah, he always talked about it. All those islands, well, their money laundering. Mm-hmm. 
So, because so, I want to hear about his Grand Cayman. That's the one with the big banks. I've been there. I've seen the banks. Mm-hmm. And in Grand fact, I've walked the neighborhoods behind yeah. the banks. You know, the neighborhoods behind the banks mm-hmm. are pretty poor. <laughs> That's where I went to talk to the people, because you know me. You know, it's like uh, mm-hmm. walk, just walk these regular folks. Hey, they had a great chat with them, but these beautiful banks. And then two blocks later, people are living in, you know, huts with sand, <laughs> you know, for a floor. There's no floor. It's just well, sand. You know, so, yeah. What I believe is happening, Greg, since mm-hmm. uh, Putin is in control of the money in Russia and the Ukraine, I believe, that money that was sent supposedly to the Ukraine, the 60 billions with a B, I don't think it ever made it to Ukraine. That's my opinion. I don't know. I don't have details or evidence right now. So where would it go? But we've been talking. It's going to some of the islands and uh, Swiss Bank, Australia Bank. Uh, usually Swiss banks they use uh, and a lot of this island. That's why Biden is, wants to make sure that money's in his in his name somewhere. Uh, yeah, because the people in the Ukraine are suffering, and I keep asking, and I have people all over Ukraine, uh, different parts of the country, and I keep asking different families, "Are you guys getting any help?" And they said, "No, they're starving." They're struggling. I mean, it is bad. It is bad. These people don't have anything. So where's the $60 billion? I think they paid the neo-Nazis top dollars to kill, destroy, torture, and rape innocent Ukrainians. And uh, a lot Why, of the money is bad. Well, if, if Zelensky's already it's in power, well organized. we already have a corrupt group. Why would you have to pay people to – usually when governments do that, it's because they want to put a government in power. But the, that gov, the government that the, the, the dictators want is already in power. So why would you have to raise money and torture the people for the government that's already there unless you're trying to keep it there? But is there any opposition? I think they've pretty well taken over the media and most, and, and most of the country so yeah. they, can, they can keep their power. So why would you need to spend billions of dollars to torture people if the government's already in place? That doesn't make sense. Well – what they're what the Biden, which is Obama's administration now, right. what they're trying to do is create a war. W A R. They're creating a war with Ukraine, with with uh, Russia, with anybody that wants to get involved to come in and rescue Ukraine. But a lot of the countries, if you notice, nobody's getting in because they know exactly what's going on. Except the American people don't want to know and don't want to see. Mm-hmm. Uh, because uh, Putin has destroyed 35 bioweapon labs. He's holding on 11 that he's not going to bomb. He's going to keep them to show the world what, what's what been going on. In but he could do that now. So he, Why can't he show the world no, now? No, not yet. Send in the, the camera well, crews and, uh, and, and raid the well labs. And, yeah, but you see, see this is the part that doesn't make sense to me. It's, it's, it's so well organized, they're not doing anything. It's so well planned, they're not well, doing anything. I mean, what would it take to send a drone, right? Send a drone over these labs, send a drone from Russia, use an Iranian drone. Apparently, they're pretty good because uh, I'm sure we gave them the technology when they shot down one of our drones, you know, 10 years ago. So I'm sure they reverse engineered it, and that's where, that's where their drones come from is our drone. So remember that when that happened? They, they, they shot down one of our drones, <laughs> and we let them keep it yeah. stupidly. Yeah. So, yeah, so, yeah. so so Iranian drones are American drones and Russian drones are Iranian drones and we know how this works. But mm-hmm. why couldn't the Russians just send in send in the investigators, do the satellite pictures, do the the the, the drone stuff, uh, you know, uh, spy reporters, you know, uh, infiltrators, the way the good old fashioned spy work, the way the you know Russians are famous for the spies. 
So why not send them into the, the labs and report on it right now? See, I don't understand this waiting game. You're waiting for what? Well, the, the time I, is now. The time was plan. years ago. Yeah, but I see, the know. plan doesn't make I'm, sense. I'm impatient. Trust me. And we talk yeah. about this every I'm week, impatient. but what I'm saying is, yeah, I know you, but, but the, 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 the plan, the, the flaw in the plan is that it's taking too long. See, this is the problem. You know, all these things I we know. talk about should, should be able to have happened years ago. So this is why I, try, this is why no, I can't make any sense of the plan. Well, let's, let's, let's go know. back to this they, war here. They want to make sure everything, <clears throat> and I think simultaneously, mm-hmm. uh, all the countries working together with Trump, uh, they're all going to have their military take over the corruption in their countries, including this one. Just yeah, but what if the military is corrupt? Because, look. <laughs> no, there's a section that is not. Yeah, some of the military is corrupt. Agreed, but they're working with 800 of them already. But what's going to happen is, <clears throat> in order because see, all these past years, the Biden has been in office supposedly, but it's, mm-hmm. it's Obama in office. Um, mm-hmm. If you arrest this or arrest that, they have all the corruption. All the judges are corrupt. All the police is corrupt. Well, not all of them, as you say. Many, the percentage of the police is corrupt, CIA, FBI, so the Supreme Court. I mean, so you have to, you have to do it all at one time when the time is right, and um, I can hardly wait. I'm, like, impatient. I tell my husband, well, I can hardly wait. I'm, I'm tired of waiting, <laughs> but we know what's coming, so... They keep telling us, be patient. Everything is going to happen at one time. Boom, boom, boom. So it's yeah, going to start it. happening. But, yeah, I don't believe it. Yeah, well, no, I don't believe it. You're going to believe no. it when you see it. But well, here's, here's so the thing, too. If you want to stop Brandon, then where's the bill for impeachment? You know, that should be right there right now. Where's, you know, this church committee should get going, you know, today. Mm-hmm. You know, let's, let's uh, I mean, they've got the information. They've had it for years, you know, ever since Brandon walked into the White House illegally. So we're talking January 20th of... Uh, of 2021. Now it's 2023. So he's been there. They've had almost two years to collect the evidence against him. How much, if you can't yeah. collect it in two years, then, then you're never going to get it. You know, I mean, they got uh, everything. Uh, okay. Mm-hmm. Well then let's use it. See, this is the part I don't understand, but here's, here's something. I else know, too. but this, uh, most of what, you know, mo- the you Republicans the now friend. having the house that the Republicans now having the house can hold up the government. They, they can will. shut down everything. No, no, forget the future, but I'm saying now, today, they can shut down, they, they, they have the power now, because they control the revenue. They can just not pass any revenue bill uh, until certain conditions are met. Now, I think they did really well getting the concessions from mm-hmm. McCarthy. But here's a question for you, too. McCarthy was willing to be Speaker without any of those conditions. Mm-hmm. You remember when he ran for Speaker? He didn't want conditions. Yep. He didn't yep. want transparency. He didn't want a bill reporting for three days. He didn't want to have a motion to uh, uh, bring a vote of no confidence. He didn't want to have a border wall or all the, the immigration stuff. He didn't want to stop $1.7 trillion in spending. spending. He, went, he was for all that stuff. He didn't want to do anything yeah, except I don't know. the establishment Republican line. So in that respect, you know, if he's going to actually be a Republican, then the, the rest of the folks, they have the power to stop him. They can't make him do anything, but they can stop him from doing everything. Because if, if the Freedom Caucus ever votes for the Democrats, you know, nothing's going to happen. I don't think they're going to do that, mm-hmm. but stranger things have happened. So, again, what's the holdup? You know, uh, you know, where, you know why, why are we waiting for all these things? See, I think they're going to do an investigation. My, my concern is not that they'll do an investigation. It's that they won't do anything with the results of that investigation. That's my concern. 
We have Priyanki back in here. I haven't mm-hmm. heard from him for a bit. So church. Oh, Priyanki, you remember the yeah, Priyanki, you remember the church hearings back in the seventies? Back seventy five, Frank Church. I read about them, but I wasn't paying no attention to that back then. <laughs> and I have to redo it too. I, I'll, in fact, I used to. I listened to some of the church hearing testimony. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, we're gonna be the second motorcycles. <laughs> I believe it. You, you, you were wild. But you know, you're absolutely you? right. Uh-huh. You're absolutely right. You said that uh, what you made mention about the extent of which McCarthy uh, would do things. But the thing is about these investigations. These investigations would run parallel with those that was orchestrated by the Democrats, and that's something that you need. You need to have a parallel investigation of January 6th. You need to have the investigations go along with the ones that we have uh, used as the holy grail of by the media that was instigated by the Democrats. Yeah. And once you got the information, then the, then the public and other interest groups uh, should take that information and use it as evidence and run with it. Be nice. Let me uh, tell you a site that I, that I found that I think uh, Josie would especially appreciate too. It's jfkfacts.org. So jfkfacts, F-A-C-T-S, jfkfacts.org. Uh, and it's got here a little thing on the church committee. And so it's the JFK Facts website says, completing the story of the assassination. And it's got uh, a little section here, an encounter with evil, the Abraham Zabruder story. Zabruder is the one who had the famous uh, movie that we've all seen. Uh, and so what they talk about, uh, it's got the secret assassin files. It's got some interesting stuff here. Um, but the question, the, the reason I found this is that there's a video, which I haven't watched yet, but I've, I post this on our special invest- investigations page. And it's called The Church Committee Investigates JFK. So this is something that, uh, that the, the, nobody's been talking about with this, this revamping of the church committee is the fact that the church committee dealt with the assassination. And it says here, in 1976, the Senate investigated CIA plots to assassinate foreign leaders and their possible connection to the assassination of JFK. What they found was disturbing. The Senate Select Committee on Intelligence Activities, chaired by Senator Frank Church, who was a Democrat, by the way. Okay, and this is what people, people forget. This is when the Democrats were good, when they actually followed the law and the Constitution. Uh, it's the chaired by Senate, uh, Senator Frank Church, reopened the investigation of JFK's murder after revelations about CIA assassination plots showed the superficiality of the Warren Commission's investigation. Well, Warren Commission was a total sham anyway. We know that. Then it says the church committee did not have the authorization or resources to do a comprehensive investigation, but it did provide the most penetrating account to date of CIA activities before and after JFK was killed. Josie, what do you know about the CIA? And, uh, and what can, all right, what can you tell me about the CIA, JFK, the church hearings, uh, spying on American citizens, things like that? Well, the CIA are dirty, and I'm not saying all of them because I know some good ones. Uh, well, that tells me some. a lot of stuff. There's always some yeah. good ones, even in a There's bad There's a lot agency. of whistleblowers coming forward, CIA. Uh-huh. Uh, they're, afla- they're afraid for their lives. Mm-hmm. Uh, John Benjino's then reporting on a bunch of them, can beg. Uh, so the CIA's been uh, with so much power and control of everything, drugs, guns, just about everything. How about the media? Including a lot of the top. Huh? 
How about the media? I hear the CIA basically controls most of the stories that uh, are coming out in a lot of local press. That's why all, they all sound the same. They've got like the brain chip. The media, too, are corrupt, the me- especially CNN, MSNBC. Mm-hmm. Uh, they get a lot of money from our government. What about but Fox the and CIA, Newsmax? the FBI have to be dissolved. We're going to dissolve the CIA, FBI. We need a new... New, new people to protect and defend this country the way it's supposed to be. <clears throat> the CIA, FBI, they've been so corrupt for years and years and years, and uh, they're going to go bye-bye. So their time is coming. Well, uh, what about... That's why they're, aggre- they're aggressively going after a lot of innocent people as we speak right now. And, and the dirt that they've been... They've been playing and they control. Uh, they murdered JFK uh, Kennedy, uh, and then they planned to murder JFK Jr. 20 years ago. And that's why he faked his death, because he found out that they were going to murder him together with the Clintons. They didn't want for him to run uh, for office. They want him out. But the well, whole we, thing is going to come out. It's yeah, true. we found that interesting. It's going to be... Well, we remember we traced Reveal. that on the, on the timeline when we, we said that JFK was uh, – see, I think he, was, he died in an airplane accident. But uh, whatever it was, that happened in, I think, June of, uh, what, 2016? And then, uh, and then Hillary became senator in November of 2016 or whatever mm-hmm. it was. Or was mm-hmm. it 20, whatever it was. Was it 2016, 2014? When, when, when did this happen? When, uh, when was the airplane accident? Do you remember? Uh, 20 years ago. I don't, I don't remember. Exactly was it 20 years ago? Right now. 20 so years ago, of, yeah. Oh, it must have been a lot earlier than I thought. Okay, all right. So, yeah. No, 20 back, years ago. So it was 1990-something then he died. 99, 1999. So this would have yeah. been the, two, not the, the, not the 2020 election, years. but the, the 2000 election, the, the, the Bush-Gore. Mm-hmm. And that's when Hillary became yeah. senator from New York and, uh, and JFK exactly. Jr. Yeah, okay, so that's interesting. All right. He so, wanted to run. He wanted to run. Uh, and uh, he found out that they had a plot to murder him. You know, Nancy Pelosi had a plot to murder Trump because they have tried to murder Donald Trump over 30 times now. But yeah, you've said that before, Nancy but do you have, is there anything, uh, hold on before you, before you get into it, because I want to know, because again, when you say things, people go, oh, okay, yeah, right. So uh, can you give me like some where's and when's? Can you give me any kind of specifics or sources or anything that I can look to? Um, to 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 back this this uh, this up because I'm I'm really curious. Any reports? Any local reports? Uh, any anything? Any any uh, anything you can tell me? David Stray talked a lot about it. Uh, but did you give specifics? Times, dates, places, yeah. things like that. Yeah, they tried to blow up his plane one time. Uh, Which one? The Trump plane or and, the government and, and plane? The Trump Trump the Trump plane. Okay. And uh, another time, Nancy Pelosi and the whole gang were heading to the Middle East, and they had a plot to kill Donald Trump so nobody would accuse them. But Donald Trump stopped the whole thing because he knew about it. And Remember how would they he... were going to go to the Middle East? Well, they went to Saudi Arabia, right? Yeah, Remember but they Trump never was... made the trip. They had the, su- they had the suitcase ready to go, uh, the whole Chuck Schumer and Nancy Pelosi – all these criminals were going on a big trip, 
And that way they don't say, hey, she killed him because they were going to say, oh, they were out of the country. That never happened. They were never going to do it personally anyway. So, yeah. So, yeah. So Donald Trump stopped the um, government uh, plane that they were going to use to head out to the Middle East. And Nancy Pelosi was not happy because her suitcase and everything was ready to go. So he stopped that trip. What's happening is um, Donald Trump is controlling uh, Space Force completely. Mm-hmm. So he's tracking everything. He and how is he doing exactly that? When they were coming. Do they have, yeah, he has does control. he have a control room? Does he, does he visit a facility? How does he do that? I don't know. It's a secret. Yes, yeah, but you see the problem though. <laughs> see the problem with, with with believing this is that there's no specifics. You know, where does he go? Where does is there a basement in Mar-a-Lago? You know, I mean, I think a lot yeah. of this loses credibility simply because we just have to take it on faith. Well, you know me, I don't take anything on faith. I didn't take it on faith with COVID. I didn't take it on faith with the the, the gene jab. I didn't take it on faith that we had to be in Afghanistan. I haven't taken anything on faith since exactly. I was what, 10 years old. In fact, somebody made a comment about, you know, not trusting the government. I said, I haven't trusted government since I learned about the Holocaust, and I was 10 years old. That's right. Because I knew that's if anything could happen to somebody else, it could happen to me. And that's when I accepted the fact mm-hmm. that governments were inherently corrupt, and this is why I never wanted to be a part of one, mm-hmm. but I did want to affect mm-hmm. it because that's what, the, that's what the power is. So if you can affect government, yeah. and, then, and eventually I just I came upon the idea of action radio. But if you don't have yeah. any kind of specifics, you know, you think, where does he go? What, how does he do this? You know, does he have meetings? Does he run it from his car? You know, when you start getting into the practical, it's one thing to, to make a statement, you know, Trump is in charge of the Space Force and he's running things. But when you start analyzing it a little bit, then it kind of, like, you, start, you know, you start, you want the details. Well, how does he do it? Where does he do it? Does he do it in his private plane? Does he do it team. in his 757? He, Where, you know? I'm not, they're not telling us, but he has a, he's working with a team of uh, mil, intelligent military on his side, well protected. Look, if they have tried to murder him 30 times, you think they would have murdered him if he wasn't well protected? Of course. He's well protected. Well, there's a question. I mean, we do have a secret service. I mean, how many plots? I mean, every president gets assassination plots. Every president uh, uh, and some presidents that, you know, Ronald Reagan was shot, you know, Gerald Ford uh, was shot at, you know, so this Trump, stuff happens. Trump hired his own, Trump hired his own secret service. Uh, it's not. Oh, you like mean a secret, secret service? Own, huh? <laughs> you mean a service, secret, yeah. secret service? I'm just teasing you. Yes. He okay. has his own. Well, I'll tell you what, let's, um, let's take a break here. I'm going to be, and, listen, I'm going to be in Mar Largo in March. You are? For what? Uh-huh. <laughs> I know. I was like, what? Well, can I go? Uh, can, I, can I be a stowaway? I'll see if I can get a pass. Yeah, uh, they're trying I need to, to talk get to a Trump. couple pass for me and my husband to be at Mar Largo okay. in March. I can pack mm-hmm. a bag. I'll ask my. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll sit in the back yeah, and be I'll quiet. Yeah, I'll ask my cousin. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm serious. Yeah. Because yeah, if I can I'll, talk, I'll, I'll, I'll ask Mike. Uh, not not just to to. Uh, I mean, I'd love to talk to Donald Trump. I mean, obviously, but I, I'd be just as happy with yeah. Don Jr., with Eric, with uh, with any of the Trump folks, uh, any any of the, the the staff that you know, Peter Navarro, you know, because he he already talked to me on the show. So if yeah. I can and, and I can tell him about because we have some serious legislation here, and and the whole mm-hmm. point of of you know having Peter on. Peter Navarro was that we make the contact with him and then we start working directly with the Trump campaign because we have the ideas. So the one thing conservatives don't have is ideas. 
They don't know anything. Yeah. You look at anything that's happening now. Everything that they got, all those concessions that have been talked about for years. There's nothing new. There's in a single new proposal in anything that came out of the the negotiations with uh, with Kevin McDeep's date. That's all old stuff. Mm-hmm. So where's the new stuff? I'll, I'll be I'll be talking to a lot of people. Uh, we have a big event in in uh, Tennessee, Nashville, Tennessee. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I'll be in Tennessee on the. 20 and 21st at this huge event. Yeah, I've heard about it. I'd love to be invited to speak there. I'd love to be invited to teach Mm -hmm. a workshop on citizen legislation. So here's the thing I don't get. And I've talked to all these folks. I've written all these folks on the reawaken campaign. I know. know, I have have friends of people and and nobody gets back to me. But it's like they're they're so into their complaints. They're so into their club. They're so into their friends. And they reinforce each other's bad stories with more bad stories Mm -hmm. that they have. But nobody is – we have the solutions. We can fix all this. This is the frustrating part. I don't get it. Yeah, I know. It it will happen. But it needs to happen now. It needs to happen January 21st. It it needs to happen in March. Now is the time. The the election started. You know, the the campaign started for 2024. Yeah, I'm right. going to talk to, uh, to Mike Landell. I'll be talking to him, too. Um, I'll be talking to Mike Landell, and I'm going to mention him. Have you sent him your uh, vaccine bill at all? Uh, uh, maybe a dozen times. You know, and oh, okay. I've, uh, in fact, I have his media people on, on my press release list, so they've gotten everything I've sent. Um, I okay. know I've been on Emerald Robinson's show on, on Lindell TV. Sound like he doesn't know okay. about me. You know, okay. and I've, I've talked to, I've tried to get a hold of Steve Bannon and uh, I, I still talk to Emerald Robinson. You know, I'm hoping that, mm-hmm. uh, you know, she can help out with stuff, but she's busy. You know, they're all, they all do their thing there. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's not like, uh, <clears throat> you know, and I've worked with Mike, Mike Lindell. We're an affiliate of Mike Lindell. We've got the, the WIL, uh, you know, so, so, the, so his staff knows about me. His marketing people knows what we yeah. do. A lot of people in Mike Lindell's organization know what we do. But they're not following oh. through. They're not yeah, solving the problem. Too busy. That's the problem with but all the, people. But you, you know? well, let me ask you a question. I got, let me ask Pianca the same question, then I'll take a break. Is what we're proposing so simple that they think it can't be that easy to fix the problems? Is that my problem? Mm-hmm. Do I need to make them complex and convoluted and write 50-page bills? And then people think I know what I'm talking about rather than four lines. I do mm-hmm. four lines of law to change big tech because it only took four lines of law to change big tech. I did a few mm-hmm. different clauses in, in the vaccine law because we get rid of the emergency declaration. We get rid of the vaccine um, injury program, the, the, the welfare, you know, the big oh, no. welfare. We get rid of the, um, the, uh, the actual language, which says shall not you know, be liable and make it shall be liable. And we also have a provision. Exactly. That I, I haven't talked about this a lot because it's, it's just a little complicated. But there's a provision in there that I put in that says that uh, neither the federal government nor the states can make it difficult for people to bring lawsuits against big pharma. That's in the bill. Mm-hmm. This is a very comprehensive bill. And yet it's still simple. Mm-hmm. So is it so simple that people think, ah, oh, it can't be that easy, when it is that easy? That, mm-hmm. I, I never thought about that. Sort of I do now, a bill. Like, go ahead, Pianchi. You tell I me. Do what a do you become, I do a bill become law. It's easy. It gets uh, submitted by a member of the legislature, whether it's Congress or the states or local government. It goes to committee hearing. They study it. It gets reported out of committee. It goes to the floor, whether the House or the Senate, uh, whether Congress or the states, they vote on it. They send it to the other house, put it in committee. 
Then they vote. If it comes to the floor, they vote on it. If both houses pass it, it goes to the governor or the president to sign, and then it becomes law. That's it. Well, you missed the key element of that. The Speaker of the House don't want to go no places, don't go no places. Well, yeah, and I mean, many of those saying, committee but... heads don't want to go no places, don't go no places. Well, of course. And all of them are influenced by those who have special interests. Mm-hmm. I didn't say it was easy. You, you asked me how a bill is passed, and I said that's how a bill is passed. But if you ask me how a bill cannot be passed, yeah, I got a bunch of reasons why it cannot be passed, and all the ones you just gave. Yeah, this, you know, a friend, you know, it's just, well, you know, solutions have always been in existence, but it's whether or not those solutions are given any headway or leeway, should I say, is where the, it is where there, in fact, lies the problem. Okay. Just like so, the rules of the of the uh, uh, of the uh, House of Representatives, those rules can be changed all the time, and they do get changed all the time. Yeah, be interesting if they get changed. Right. That's but here's the problem. But here's the thing, though: if our bills, yeah, I, I understand the the left not wanting uh, uh, product liability because they want to push their their jabs and they want to make money on it. I understand the the establishment Republicans doing it. What I don't understand is our folks the folks that believe in freedom and patriotism and liberty and, and God-given rights and the Constitution and the Bill of Rights and the people that know the COVID jab is a gene shot, the people that know that all the wars we fight are, are for, to make you know, certain people rich, that know that there's money laundering going on, that, that know that big tech you know, is our enemy, that know all these things. The people that know what we know are still not supporting us. I don't get it. What am I doing wrong? Why aren't they with us? Why, why, why am I not you ain't got no money. What's You don't that? have no money to pay them. Well, that's true. Am I so idealistic that I think that the, the good works alone will carry us through? But I shouldn't have to pay these people. They're with us. They should be paying us. I'll tell you, you know who should be paying us? Heritage. Heritage Foundation. We do all the work for them. Cato. We do their work for them, too. Uh, Hoover Institute. All these folks. Uh, Heartland. You know, Claremont, Glad, uh, Gatestone, you name, you name the think tank, and we're doing their legislative work for them. Why aren't they paying us? We're writing the They all go for the higher fruit on the tree, not the low-hanging fruit. I'm not low-hanging fruit. We're the highest. We're at the top. We're the solution. We're at the top of the food chain. And yet they don't. I don't get the invitations. I hate asking. I mean, I shouldn't have to, you know, but I, I, I don't mind. I'll do it because it's, it's the only way to get through. Why have they not had citizen legislative workshops? You know, and I've talked to Matt Schlapp directly at CPAC. Nothing happened. I've met Sean Hannity. Nothing happened. <laughs> you know, I've, I, I've talked to all kinds, Matt Gates, my own congressman. You know, I mean, the only time I talk to him is when I see him personally because his staff doesn't send my stuff through. He's not back on the show. You'd think he'd be the first person. To introduce me to all kinds of folks. Yeah, you, would, you would think, yes. But it's not happening. But, so uh, what am I doing, what am I doing wrong? Is, that's the reality of uh, the politics, which have, how they have turned to be in the United States. Okay. So in other words, they don't want solutions. Nobody wants a solution. Nobody wants to live free. Nobody wants real liberty. Nobody, people are, are either so scared or so bothered or, or so comfortable in their prison that they, they can't imagine living as a free person, that I can't. Is that what it is? 
Yeah, that's sort of, you know, I would gather, you know, uh, the bills that are designed to do what you were talking about doing has mm-hmm. not been thought of before. Oh, that's true. <laughs> I, 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 you're right. I'll grant you that. That's well, probably they thought of, but they weren't put down on paper or they weren't put down in writing. No, well, no, that's where I'm getting ready to go now. Okay. Bills ahead. like what you have written up is is someplace piled from the floor to the ceiling. It's not nothing new. It's the fact is is that do they want to implement it? And by implement it, do it disrupt somebody else's gravy train? I give you an example. Of course, it won't be in this country. The country of Nigeria. Okay. Nigeria has electric problems. Mm-hmm. Okay. They got three different entities. You got those who produce electricity. You got those that controls the transmission. In other words, they own the transmission. Then you got those who collect the bill. Mm-hmm. Now, you got all sorts of plans in order to cre- increase the electrical cas- capacity of Nigeria. You got plans and solutions that go from the floor to the ceiling. But those three entities that people are making money on, then you got to add the person that's importing uh, diesel-operated generators. They want to have one in each house. You got that obstacle to go through. And they just ain't going to let it happen because then that kills their gravy train. That's called yeah, welcome no, I, to the I, new world. That makes perfect the sense. The real world. But the, well, I'm in the real world. But I see. I don't accept the reality of the real world. I guess that's the difference. I know what can be. Yeah, but see if you don't. But if you, if you don't accept the reality, then mm-hmm. and you know I'm not criticizing you. I'm just telling you what no, you, I understand. You, you have to face. If you don't accept the reality, then I don't know. Then you're someplace else because the reality is what it is. No, I accept the reality. I understand the reality. I'm trying to change the reality. I'm trying to create a new reality. I would like so to see it change, too. Matter of fact, I used to do things to try to get it changed. And the people that was the people that it was meant to be for, well, the people that was against it looked like them. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, what you're saying <laughs> makes perfect sense. I understand it. I understand why the vested interests are against what I'm doing. I understand why big tech's against what I'm doing. That's why they suppress me. I, ex- I understand why big farmers against what I'm doing, because I'm saying there's a bunch of liars and cheats and murderers. I understand all these people. I, but what I don't understand is what people that agree with me are, are holding, holding us back here. That's what I don't understand. That's the crazy part. Well, and I even have opposition well, locally. I, uh, I helped out a... Uh, I'm not going to mention names yet. I probably will tomorrow. <laughs> but the, but I helped uh, somebody a couple of years ago teach them how to write citizen legislation, and they ran with it. And that bill has been submitted to a, a, a legislator, and they're, they're they're all patting themselves on the back. And what they're not mentioning is is where all the information came from. Us here at Action Radio. Now I don't want. Oh yeah, I, that's, that's a reality know, like, too. Yeah, I'm not trying to somebody stop anybody. Would take your idea and somebody yeah. would take your idea uh-huh. and claim. Origination of it. Yeah, that happens exactly. all the time. 
Oh, I know what happened. I've been fired for that several times. I would have ideas. The, the boss would take it. And then when I say, wait a minute, that's my idea. And then they fire me so that they could do my idea. Oh, I've seen that a lot. But, what, but, what I, but again, these are people that I would think would be in favor of what I'm doing, people I've helped. And again, I'm not mentioning names yet. <laughs> I will <laughs> when I, when I uh, uh, think this through a little bit. And I don't like to act uh, rash, irrationally or in haste. But the point is that I teach people how to do this so they can do it. But on the other hand, all I'm asking is, is credit for where it came from so that we can spread the word so hey, we can help other people. The proper step. When you create an idea, the first thing you should do is, is uh, put it in an envelope and mail it to yourself and don't mm-hmm. open it. Oh, I know about that. I know about trademarks, patents, things like that, and, uh, and copyrights. Well, see, but here's the thing, though. The, as I studied the law, uh, anytime you produce something uh, with your name on it, it's already copyrighted. So I have a year and four months of WBY shows that are copyright action radio. I have, we've just completed our fourth year. We're in our fifth year here of a daily show, weekday show, that's action radio. This has my copyright on every show because I did it. I have bills. The writeyourlaws.com website is copyrighted to me just by virtue of me doing it. Every bill that goes with my name on it, every bill that goes with your name on it, and Josie's name on it is copyright to you guys because your name is on it. That, in fact, is a copyright. You know, it's like when um, George Harrison did the song My Sweet Lord and the, the 50s group, the girl group, said, wait a minute, that sounds like he's so fine because that, that melody was copyrighted, even though they didn't, uh, you know, so they, they, they sued him in court. So wait a minute, you can't, you can't take that. So yeah, yeah that's, that's what you, these things are automatically protected. My book, The Complete Guide to Flight Instruction, actually has a copyright in the Library of Congress number. You know, so uh, the stuff's, stuff's already protected by virtue of, of everybody knows who created it because I'm public. It's, not, it's all over the Internet. It's not like you can hide it. All I'm saying is when we do help people, I just wish that they would uh, acknowledge where they came from, you know, however much help we were able to give, and, uh, you know, Mention our name a little bit, <laughs> yeah, but I'm being blocked out of the process. And so, so I'm, there's a lot of local opposition to Ashton Radio, which I'm finding more and more about because people don't want to tell me. I'm finding out because certain people are, and I am finding out where the problems are. But that's the whole thing. Josie, if you ever hear anything around here, let me know. <laughs> but there's, you know, we've got, we've got uh, you know, and again, these are people that, that should be with us. I, I mentioned you on George Magazine. Well, good. I appreciate that. I want to write a story for them. And listen, if they want me to write a story about the about how okay. Action Radio came about and how citizen legislation works and how we can bypass, you know, all these these crazy things that uh, the the lobbyists and the money and the special interests and everything else go mm-hmm. directly to the people, and then the people go to the media, and the media goes to the pollsters, and the pollsters go to the legislators. So it's the, it's mm-hmm. the reverse. It's I'll the reverse them. of the normal process. Yeah, let me know. I'd be glad to write an article. I love writing. I write a book. Hey, I've got I a book all set to, to go. go. You got to go? I'm going to continue listening to you guys. Uh, I okay. have to get ready. for uh, okay. Philip is going to open for me. I told him I'll be a few minutes late, but I have to continue with my makeup here. Okay. Well, you put your makeup on. Look even more beautiful if that's possible. I'm going to play bless. a couple of things. God bless you, Ciao, too. Bianchi. Bye, Josie. Bye. Thank you Bye-bye. very much. Let's take a break and we'll come back and uh, talk about either the church hearings or uh, the Virgin Islands or both. <laughs> we've got about 42 minutes at this point. Hello, this is Greg Penglis for our newest shooting range here in Milton, Florida. Stand your ground. My friend Jason Myers and crew are creating an incredible facility for our city. Stand your ground is located at 6632 Elva Street. 
The phone number is 850-789-1776. Their email is standyourground1776 at gmail.com. Here you'll find either in process or already going an indoor shooting range, axe throwing, archery, a rage room, self-defense classes, concealed carry weapons classes, security license training, paintball, a full-service gun store, and 24-7 online ordering. So come on down or contact them by phone, email, or website and learn how you can best stand your ground. This is Greg Penglis for Strike Force, your source for pure energy. Strike Force is a concentrated energy drink that turns a half liter of your favorite beverage into an energy drink. You make your energy drink yourself. Action Radio is an affiliate of Strike Force, so our listeners get a 20% discount. All you do is add our code WYL to the discount code window at checkout. WYL comes from our website, Write Your Laws. So, you can get your energy drink, a 20% discount, and help Action Radio change the relationship of we the people to our government. Not bad. Strikeforce is at StrikeforceEnergy.com. That's StrikeforceEnergy.com. Start your engines. From addiction to achievement, that is the story of Mike Lindell. It started with my pillow and now goes to my coffee. Action Radio is proud to be an affiliate of my pillow. Our discount code is the same for all our product affiliates, W-Y-L, which stands for Write Your Laws. My Pillow Pillows are guaranteed the most comfortable pillow you'll ever own. Action Radio is guaranteed to be the most controversial show you will ever hear. Check out their products with our discount code at mypillow.com slash W-Y-L. That's MyPillow.com slash W-Y-L. Or order now by calling 1-800-544-8939. That's 1-800-544-8939. Sleep well so you can wake up and hear Action Radio live. Don't go away. I'll be back in about two minutes. Here at Action Radio, we are looking for sponsors. We have 30 and 60 second spots available for your announcements. And we have three minute live call-ins to talk about your products and services available. Action Radio is the next evolution beyond talk radio. Join us and let us help your business evolve. Think about being a sponsor of the future and not just a listener and help us help your business grow as you help us plunge headlong into breaking new ground here on Action Radio every day. This is Greg Penglis. So what is Action Radio? It is a radio show with its own citizen legislature. That's you, the listener. It is a fully interactive system of listeners, expert guests, social media, writing bills, legislator input, bill submission, lobbying, and citizen action. Action Radio is the future of talk radio using all the available technology in one completely integrated new system.
You are listening to Action Radio Online with Greg Penglis. The webpage for all Action Radio shows and podcasts is blogtalkradio.com slash citizenaction. Please share our show with all your friends and family, both nationally and internationally. The guiding principle of Action Radio is this. We the people give our consent to be governed through writing the laws by which we are governed. What a revolutionary concept that is. Yeah, that's the whole basis of it. And so that's my reality. And that's what I hope to bring about so that it's your reality, too. Pianca's on the line with me still. Josie has left us. Uh, she's listening. Yes, and, I, uh, and, yeah, go ahead. It's a good idea, but you got to turn it into a movement. Mm, trying to. So we've got a couple of things in the works. Um, one of them is we have uh, this movie called The Falcon. And uh, I can't give a whole lot of details, uh, but I'm actually becoming more and more involved with this uh, as an advisor because of the work that we do here. And I'm hoping when this film comes out later this year um, that uh, a whole lot more people are going to know about Action Radio uh, and the city legislature and, the, and how it relates to our founding, which is what this movie's about, too. So it's a constitutional uh, historical action film. And I get a line in it. <laughs> so I actually get to be in a movie, so this is going to be fun. But uh, that's something that's in the works. Uh, a bunch of other things. We've got some guests coming that uh, I shall, uh, I'm not going to mention yet, but I'm just waiting for that one public figure that goes public uh, and says, hey, you know, uh, we got the solution. Here it is. Here's a bill on uh, vaccine product liability. Here's a bill on big tech. You know, and then we'll get to an economist that says, hey, this is how we solve our economic problems. We stop Congress from borrowing money. None of this fake, you know, balanced budget amendment nonsense. So that's, just a, that's just a bunch of loopholes, you know. So that's what, that's what I'm working on right now. And I'll tell you, if, if Josie gets us to meet uh, Donald Trump or, or, you know, his family or staff at Mar-a-Lago, that would be huge. That would, that would put us on, the, on, the, on track to be part of the Trump campaign, to have our citizen legislation uh, uh, be part of, of what Trump does. And that would make us a movement right there. So the potential is there, Jackie. The potential is there this year. You know, all I need to do, if I can actually get to some of these conventions I'm trying to get to and start doing, you know, workshops on citizen legislation, then all those activists will say, wow. I didn't know we could do that. Like, yeah, you can. Now I need, I need you to tell everybody else you know. And they tell everybody they know. And then it goes viral. And then we have a citizen legislature. So the idea of it being a movement is absolutely right. You're right on. The only question is, it's not a question of, of, of how. I know how. Uh, it's a question of when. That's the part I don't know. So the when is what I don't know. Make sense? Well, citizen legislation should be taught in schools. <laughs> well... Yeah, that'd be interesting. And I'd be happy to teach, you know, but, and I've said this before too, it's kind of interesting. There is no place you can go to learn how to do action radio. There is no school, there is no class, there is no degree, there's no citizen legislation training other than what different groups do. And other people have done this. They they do it a little differently and that's cool. Uh, That's the idea of citizen legislation isn't new. Uh, The idea of talk radio isn't new. Putting them together, that's new. That's what I did. And so I, you know, I added to what, uh, what was already there, standing on the shoulders of, uh, of some giants in talk radio uh, to make it action radio. You know, there would be no action radio if there weren't talk radio before it. So I recognize that. Give credit where credit is due. Yeah. Uh, Rush Limbaugh, for example, uh, some of the other folks, Gene Burns, Libertarian, uh, you know, ran for president, fabulous talk show host, taught me how to think, you know, Rush See, taught me how to uh, analyze. Yeah. Uh-huh. Those bases need to be taught in schools, should be required taught on how government works and how mm-hmm. citizens have a part to play. Mm-hmm. Because when you come along with somebody 25, 26, 30 years old, they don't know what the heck you're talking about. 
<laughs> and know. those that do, well, it's only a few. So yeah. everything has to go back. You know, when America was great, that's when the basics exist. Mm-hmm. You got to go back to the basics. And we've gotten away from that. And they and there's efforts to dwarf that because look at what's going on in your elementary school system. And the mm-hmm. introductions of things away from the thought is being pushed on young people. I mean, what you, what's going on with Brianna is great. Yeah. So that more Brianna. More of the that should yeah. be more of the rule than the exception. And that's the problem is that, you know, I know one person, actually two, because Amber, when we get her back on the show. So there are two young folks that I know that are, are on the right track. And I know there are others from Patriot Academy and some other places. But they're the minority. Everybody else is in the government school getting an indoctrination. Plus and that's the sad two, part. Mm-hmm. Plus two, citizens should, know, should be made to know that it's the state legislature that control that Congress. Yes, why is that? Well, look at the congressional district. Mm-hmm. How many state representatives is voted for within that congressional district? It's more than one. Sometimes it may be as many as eight, like in uh, some areas I know. You Mm -hmm. got eight state legislatures that's in that one congressional district. Well, they control that congressperson. Hmm. Yeah, it's true. And something interesting people don't remember, and I don't point it out probably as much as I should, is that all the congressional boundaries, the districts, and all the, all the senators, they're all contained within a state. There's no congressional district that crosses state lines. There's no senator that You're, can be yeah, a senator right. of more than one state. They cannot represent the citizens you, of another state. You're absolutely right. So that's why mm-hmm. that's why that uh, – U.S. senators should be chosen by the state legislature. Well, they were until 1913. Yeah. So one, one of the, the petition out there. Well, there's a petition out there that should do just that. It's, called, it's, a, it's like the 1913 reversal. So the three acts that would have to be reversed are the Federal Reserve Act. Uh, the con- we need a constitutional amendment uh, overturning um, the 17th Amendment that, uh, so the states can vote for their – the state legislatures can vote for their senators again. And the other one is the income tax. So you overturn the federal income Absolutely tax. Right. Uh, those three things would, would, would totally change our country back again. I don't have to advocate See, those here. because those have already been done. Those are out there already. I mean, I'll, I'll push them, but, but those, those bills are already written. Those are easy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Go ahead. Then I want to get into the church thing. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, I'm, I'm, this is going to be my last point. Okay. Here's the thing. Mm-hmm. Within a state, within a U.S. Congress congressional district, like district, uh, congressional district number one, Cori Bush, mm-hmm. she's in that district, you have about at least four state representatives. Mm-hmm. It's easy for you, Greg, to sit down with four and convince them who has the total population of the first congressional district voting for them locally, statewide, rather than you trying to go to one Cory Bush who's being influenced by all sort of advocacy groups mm-hmm. and all sort of special interests. I mean, it just makes sense. You can't get nothing to fear from you. 
Well, actually, I meet with legislators at all levels. I've met with school board. I've met with county commission. I've met with city council. I've met with uh, congressional. You know, I haven't met senators yet. I'm working on that. But, uh, I mean, I've been up most of the chain. You know. Uh, it's got the start at the bottom. Well, no, actually, I disagree. I start at all levels because all levels are important. Well, I'm just as happy this. talking to a president as it, I am a member of a school board. I mean, it, it just, you know, it's, it's, all, it's all the same. You know, it's different jurisdictions, different uh, uh, authorizations. Well, yeah, but you can still, talk to everybody, but if you want to get some results, you have to – that's like Martin Luther King and them. They started in the community. They started up in Congress. Mm-hmm. That's how they got civil rights. Started with groups of people saying this is what we want to be a part of, and yep, then it became a movement. That's exactly what's happening. We're doing we're doing exactly that. Hey, let me get to a couple articles here before right. we, we have to go uh, drop off today. But let's get back to this this whole idea of a church uh, like hearing the church committee to investigate the deep state, the corruption, the secret dealings, the spying, uh, the arrests, and everything else. And the headline is from the this is a new website I've, I've discovered, Big League Politics, and uh, is by Shane Trejo, T R E J O, January seventh, so just uh, three days ago. Says Representative Thomas Massey announces a la- the launch of a new church committee to investigate deep state corruption. So he announced that. So the latest news is that it was approved. The rules for the House were approved, and this committee will will go forward. How is what we have to watch? It says Representative Thomas Massey, Republican of Kentucky, and that's M A S S I E for those who are checking. Representative of Kentucky announced on Fox News Tucker Carlson live on Friday night that he will be on the new committee. Uh, modeled after the influential church committee of the 1970s to investigate deep state corruption and potential criminality. Yeah, we will find out. The quote is, we were making sure that this committee wasn't going to be fenced in, that it wasn't just going to be a show committee. We wanted to make sure that we have full jurisdiction. We've secured a guarantee that we can go wherever the evidence leads us. See, that was critical. So that fight, you know, with McCarthy was worth it because before, before that fight, they didn't have that. They didn't have any guarantees. They didn't have any guarantees they were even going to have a church committee. So this is good news. Then it says, Carlson asked Massey how this new committee would be more successful than previous committees, which were stonewalled by the deep state and ultimately ineffective at rooting out systematic corruption from the three-letter agencies of the federal intelligence bureaucracy. Then he says, we've been talking to the Intel Committee, which has the authority to get all the information. You're going to have to trust the people who are put on this committee. And if there is something fishy going on, I'll tell you. But a lot of it will be behind closed doors. Yeah, because it's classified. Oh, then it says it here. It will be classified information, but if we find anything illegal or unconstitutional, we will bring it forward. That's according to Massey. And the last little bit here, says Carlson uh, said that he trusted Massey and would invite him back to his program in order to talk about the committee's findings regarding deep state corruption and criminality. And then they had a little news clip from that. So that's good news. That's, that's good stuff. Um, let me go to another article here, and this is from Jonathan Charlie, who is many people's favorite uh, constitutional lawyer. I think he's at Harvard. In fact, what I want to do, I'd love to get him on the show, and I'd also let, uh, like to get Dershowitz on the show, because I want to challenge Dershowitz and Jonathan Charlie on judicial review and a couple of other things, and on lifetime appointments to the Supreme Court, and, uh, and the fact that their decisions can be overturned by an act of Congress. All right, MAGA Conservatives is the website. And it says, Jonathan Turley calls for a new church committee to investigate the FBI. Clearly, this is the time for a new church committee and the time to reform the FBI. Uh, That's Jonathan Turley. And this is December 28th, so just a couple of weeks ago. Gary Fenster, I think that's German for, isn't that window? Fenster? So Fenstermacher is a window maker? (laughs) 
I don't know why I'm saying that from summer. Anyway, so Gary Fenster, F-E-N-S-T-E-R, December 28th, 2022, said, legal scholar Jonathan Turley reached his limit and is calling for a new, quote, church committee to investigate and reform the Federal Bureau of Investigation, the FBI. Turley made his case uh, in writing, and he says, conspiracy theorists feeding the American public's misinformation is a familiar attack line for anyone raising free speech concerns over the FBI's role in social media censorship. What is different is that this attack came from the country's largest law enforcement agency, the FBI, and since the FBI has made combating, quote, disinformation a major focus of its work, the labeling of its critics is particularly menacing. Fifty years ago, the Watergate scandal provoked a series of events that transformed not only the presidency, but federal agencies like the FBI. Americans demanded answers about the involvement of the FBI and other federal agencies in domestic politics. Ultimately, Congress not only investigated the FBI, but later impaneled the church committee to investigate a host of other abuses by intelligence agencies. A quick review of recent disclosures and controversies shows ample need for a new church committee. First one, the Russian investigations. The the FBI previously uh, was at the center of controversies over documented political bias. Without repeating the long history of the Russian influence scandal, FBI officials like Peter Strzok were fired after emails showed open bias against presidential candidate Donald Trump. The FBI ignored warnings that the so-called Steele dossier, that's S-T-E-E-L-E, Steele dossier, largely funded by the Clinton campaign, that'll be Hillary, was likely used by Russian intelligence to spread disinformation. It continued its investigation despite early refutations of key allegations or discrediting of sources. The next one, the Biden family business. The FBI has taken on the character of a Praetorian guard where the Biden family has found itself in scandals. Praetorian Guard, those folks who used to protect Caesar. I think they would give their lives for Caesar, you know, all that kind of stuff. Anyway, it says, for example, another quote, there was, the Hunter, there was Hunter Biden's handgun acquired by apparently uh, lying on a federal form. So that's illegal. That's a felony, right? In 2018, the gun allegedly was tossed into a trash bin in Washington, uh, oh, excuse me, Wilmington, Delaware, uh, by Hallie Biden the widow of Hunter's deceased brother and with whom Hunter had a relationship at the time. So that would be Bo Biden's wife. Uh, he's reported to have died, you know, he was a veteran in combat, but uh, from what I've heard, he died of uh, uh, glioblastoma, which is the cell phone uh, brain tumor cancer that you get from keeping your cell phone too close to your head because those things emit radiation. Whenever you hear me talk on the radio on my cell phone, it's at least, you know, eight inches away from me, and that's why I sound like I'm shouting because I don't put these things up to my head. All right, next one. Secret, it says uh, Secret Service agents reportedly appeared at the gun shop for no apparent reason, uh, and Hunter later said that the matter would be handled by the FBI. Nothing was done despite the apparent violation of federal law. Well, it's not special. That's because, so we're talking about privilege, those that are not uh, affected by uh, the law when they should be, and uh, persecution, those that are you know, arrested by the FBI for no reason. Then it says later the diary of Hunter's sister Ashley went missing. While the alleged theft normally would be handled as a relatively minor local criminal matter, the FBI launched a major investigation that continued for months to pursue those who acquired the diary, which reportedly contains embarrassing entries involving President Biden. Well, I'm sorry, I misspoke. I shouldn't say President Biden. You know who I'm talking about. And the quote is, such a massive FBI deployment shocked many of us, but this is Jonathan Turley, but the FBI built a federal case against those who took possession of the diary. Of course, the one you always hear about is uh, the one who was accused of that. 
is uh, James O'Keefe of, of Project Veritas. Next one, targeting Republicans and conservatives. Recently, the FBI was flagged for targeting two senior House Intelligence Committee staffers in grand jury subpoenas sent to Google. It has been criticized for using the January 6th Capitol riot investigations to target conservative groups and GOP members of Congress, including seizing the phone of one GOP member. Yeah, I remember that. They seized Mike Lindell's phone, too. Says the FBI had, has also, uh, also has been criticized for targeting pro-life violence while not showing the same vigor toward pro-choice violence. Then we have the Twitter files. So we're almost, uh, almost I think this is the last, uh, last little bit here, the Twitter files. The Twitter files released by Twitter's new owner, Elon Musk, show as many as 80 agents targeting social media posters for censorship on the site. And what if they got us in, in that uh, in that thing for our, our work exposing the, the hopes, hoax of the government policy over COVID and the, uh, the gene jab. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised because uh, our audience is nothing like it, it was before that. Anyway, uh, but we're getting better. We're, things are, things are, you know when they're really growing? Again, uh, Pianchi might find this interesting too. Uh, Australia, Canada, uh, and, uh, and England, United Kingdom. Uh, we're getting, that's, that's our fastest growth is internationally. Uh, and it's happening pretty quickly. It's kind of cool. All right, so this, is, this included alleged briefings that Twitter officials said were the reason they spiked the New York, New York Post, Hunter Biden laptop story before the 2020 election. A spike story means they killed it. That means it didn't air. It didn't run. It was never put in the New York Post. Uh, and that's the problem. Then it says the FBI sent 150 messages on back channels, that would be secret, to just one Twitter official to flag accounts. One Twitter executive expressed unease over the FBI's pressure, declaring they are probing and pushing everywhere they can, including by whispering to congressional staff. Oh, isn't that interesting? Then it says, we also have learned that Twitter hired a number of retired FBI agents, including former FBI general counsel James Baker, that's convenient, who was a critical and controversial figure in past bureau scandals over political bias. Bureau would be the FBI. Then it says, after Watergate, there was bipartisan support for reforming the FBI and intelligence agencies. Today, that cacophony of voices has been replaced by crickets, as much of the media imposes another effective blackout on coverage of the Twitter files. Yeah, that's for sure. This because they want access. They want the FBI on their side. Or they don't want to be investigated by the FBI. Either way, they're trying to buy their freedom, and it doesn't work. Then it says, this media silence suggests that the FBI found the sweet spot on censorship, supporting the views of the political and media establishment. Then it says, as for the rest of us, the FBI now declares us to be part of the disinformation danger, which it is committed to stamping out. Conspiracy theorists misleading the public simply by criticizing the Bureau. Clearly, this is the time for a new church committee and time to reform the FBI. And that was from Jonathan Turley. Huh. A lot of evidence against them, huh, Pianchi? I'm bring him back on the show here. See if he's well, there. yeah, the uh, FBI needs to be contained <clears throat> more than what it is. You got the FBI, you got Customs Border Protection, you got Homeland Security, you got CIA, which claims to be not what it is, alcohol, tobacco, and firearms. And uh, you got ICE. That's at least six or seven agencies right there. Well, let me look up quickly which are the the subpoena intelligence agencies. That would be a, a good thing for us to check at this point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
and hang on, 17, and you don't have a microphone to type. That's twice on Wolf. Okay, let's see. 17 agencies of the U.S. intelligence community, Business Insider. Let's see if they give us the list. Uh, these 17 agencies make up the most sophisticated spy network in the world. It's from May 11, 2013. So that would be the Obama administration. The vast, uh, it says, this, the intelligence community is vast, composed of 17 distinct organizations, each operating under its own shroud of secrecy. Well, isn't that special? Uh, oversight in these agencies generally falls to the Department of Defense for Congress. <laughs> so the Department of Defense is overseeing their own intelligence agencies? Oh, that's, that's, that's convenient. Uh, let me see if I can uh, move my pop-up windows out of the way. And this is leaving the average citizen with precious little knowledge of how they operate. Well, let's find out. Funded by largely classified budgets, it's difficult to assess how much the U.S. annually spends on these clandestine operations. But one 2012 estimate pays the cost at around $75 billion. Well, it's probably like 200 by now. The following slides highlight the expansive reach of the Special Intelligence Agency. Uh, oh, this is going to be a good article. I'll go over this tomorrow. The, um, and it's got mission and budget, the national security. Well, maybe I'll do it right now. Bianca, you want to hear about these agencies? I think this would be a good thing to do. You curious? Well, you ain't got enough time to do it today, so do it tomorrow. Well, it's not that long an article. It's only 17. Let me see how far I get today. I'm kind of <laughs> curious about this. Well, let me, yeah, I ask his opinion, then I do what I want anyway. So, Bianca, don't, don't feel uh, uh, abused here. All right. So let's, let's start with the first one. The Central Intelligence Agency spies on foreign governments and organizations and organizes covert ops. The CIA is the most well-known U.S. spying agency formed by the passage of the National Security Act of 1947. The agency has roots at the Office of Strategic Services, OSS, that operated during World War II. Headquarters, Langley, Virginia. Mission, CIA collects, analyzes, and disseminates intelligence gathered on foreign nations. This comes through signals. That would be SIGINT, Signals Intelligence, and Human Intelligence Sources, in other words, spies. Budget, classified. <laughs> On their website, the CIA states, neither the number of employees nor the size of the agency's budget can at present be publicly disclosed. Okay. Next one, the National Security Agency was once so secretive, it was jokingly called no such agency. That would be the NSA. The NSA was established in 1952 with a mission primarily dedicated to code breaking. After the Allies' success in cracking German and Japanese codes during World War II, for a long time the NSA, which operates under the Department of Defense, was not even recognized by the government, commonly referred to as no such agency. Headquarters, Fort Meade. Mission, the main functions of the NSA, are signals intelligence. In other words, SIGINT. I even know the words, right? Intercepting and processing foreign communications, cryptology, cracking codes, and information assurance. There we go. It says, put simply, preventing foreign hackers from getting secret information. So I guess this is our defense, right? Budget, classified. <laughs> some estimate of the NSA, uh, some estimate the NSA is actually the largest intelligence organization in the world, three times the size of the CIA. Who knew, right? The headquarters alone takes up to 6.3 million square feet, around the same size as the Pentagon, <laughs> with 112 acres of parking spaces, reports the Washington Post. Yeah, I'm glad I did this. This is getting kind of fun. Number three, the Defense Intelligence Agency. Uh, works to understand what foreign militaries will do before they do it. Well, they suck because <laughs> the, they've been wrong you know, consistently, right? The DIA was established in 1961 with the goal, this right during Kennedy, right? With the goal of sharing information collected by major military intelligence outfits such as the Army or Marine Corps intelligence. More agencies. More recently, the DIA has been expanding its overseas spy network to collect first-hand intelligence. Headquarters, Washington, D.C. Mission. 
The DIA serves as the lead intelligence agency for the Department of Defense, coordinates analysis, and collection of intelligence on foreign militaries. Budget. Classified. <laughs> you see a theme developing? <laughs> the DIA does not reveal budget information, although they do say they have more than 16,500 men and women working for them and are under DOD congressional oversight. Somebody knows. Here's a new one. The State Department's Bureau of Intelligence and Research, uh, this is another one, provides diplomats the necessary tools for effective foreign policy. Well, the fact that we don't have any effective foreign policy proves that either they're wrong or the policy is wrong or they're both wrong. This is back to the article. This is from uh, Business Insider. The State Department's Bureau of Intelligence and Research, the INR, has ties to the Office of Strategic Services from World War II, but was transferred to the state to state to state after the war. That's the State Department. INR now reports directly to the Secretary of State, harnessing intelligence from all sources and offering independent analysis of global events and real-time insight. Well, isn't this interesting? So the former Secretary of State, Hillary Clinton, probably used her intelligence bureau to connect with the Russian KGB to bring about the false dossier and everything else. Headquarters, Washington, D.C. Mission, this agency serves as the Secretary of State's primary advisor on intelligence matters. Are they talking to Congress or just the Secretary of State? Budget, $49 million in 2007. Well, it's probably a lot higher now. Here's one. Next one on my list. I, I'm going to do the whole thing. This is, this is fascinating, right? I'll post this uh, to uh, the Action Radio group when I'm done. Air Force Intelligence. They have their own. The Air Force has their own intelligence agency. Provides reconnaissance for U.S. ground troops. Well, that's a good thing. Formerly known as the Air Intelligence Agency, the agency is now known as the Air Force ISR, Intelligence Surveillance Reconnaissance. Well, wouldn't this be a normal function of the Air Force anyway? Isn't that why we have spy satellites and, uh, and airplanes way up high and SR-71s and U-2s and all that stuff? Anyway, as the Air Force Intelligence was established in 1948 to get information to troops on the ground, and most recently, the ISR has collected that intelligence from aerial drones. Hmm. Headquarters, Lackland Air Force Base, Texas. Mission, Air Force ISR, collects and analyzes intelligence on foreign nations and hostile forces, both in and out of combat zones. Oh, that's interesting. They also conduct electronic and photographic surveillance and provide weather and mapping data to troops in the field. How come we can't get the weather data? I'd be kind of curious. Budget, unknown. <laughs> Nobody knows how much they spend, right? The budget of ISR apparently falls under the Air Force's operation and maintenance budget, which includes other areas outside of the agency scope, such as flying operations and logistics. The number, the, that number for 212, however, was just over $46 million. Here's one. The FBI's National Security Branch oversees counterterrorism and intelligence gathering. Did you know the, the, intelligence, the FBI, which is an intelligence agency, has its own intelligence agency? Pianchi, did, I, I had no clue. This is fascinating. You'd be surprised you started digging into that. Well, this, but this is open information. I just found this online. You know, and the what, FBI 71 was a, was a CIA uh, creation. Well, it was for the CIA, the FR-71. Uh, yeah, so that's mm-hmm. the Blackbird. Yeah, that's a great airplane. Um, they used to fly out of Beale, which is not too far from where I lived in San Francisco. So the FBI's National Security Branch oversees counterterrorism and intelligence gathering. These are the folks that didn't know about 9-11, uh, <laughs> didn't, know about a, didn't know about a bunch of things. All right? So they're, they're not particularly good at what they do, apparently, unless they were behind it. <laughs> you know, there's a lot of things they didn't know. And it says the Federal Bureau of Investigation's National Security Branch was established in 2005. Okay, so 9-11 was 2000, 2005 would have been the second Bush term, right? I'm guessing. 
2008, this would be Bush, Bush the Younger, number two. And it says it was established in 2005, and it would be after the Patriot Act. And it says combining resources that include counterterrorism, counterintelligence, weapons of mass destruction, which they got wrong in Iraq, right, and intelligence under a single FBI leader. So wait a minute. Uh, is this domestic or foreign? Sounds like it's foreign. Headquarters, Washington, D.C. Mission formed after 9-11 and the Iraq WMD Commission lied. When intelligence agencies were not sharing data with each other, the NSB integrates intel on national security and criminal threats from a variety of sources that are often intertwined in order to protect U.S. interests. These are the folks that are calling us all white supremacists. (laughs) You know, domestic terrorists, right? This is where it comes from. This agency needs to be looked into. Budget. Total FBI budget was approximately $8.1 billion in 2012, which included at least 119, which included an increase of $119 million to enhance our counterterrorism computer intrusions, in other words, hacking, and other programs. And that's according to their website. Here's another one. Yeah, but who's going, Go ahead. Who's going to look over those uh, agencies? Only entity that can look over that agency is something that's created out of the states. The president can't do it. He'd be killed like Kennedy. See, now that's an interesting thing. So should the, the federal intelligence agencies do, be doing reports to the states? That. They should. Is brilliant. Yeah. That is brilliant. We need a bill on that. Hang on. I need to write a star and put a big red circle around it, blue star, red circle. States need, and you'd think we'd accomplish anything today, separate They may be getting them, too. I don't know. Intelligence reports. Reports. There should Hang be on. a committee of the state that, that looks into these things, of those agencies. Yep. And you start putting the power back where it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. No, I a agree. I think I think a lot of these... Uh, clandestine operations will probably come to an end. Most mm-hmm. clandestine operations benefit defense contractors. Or drug manufacturers. Remember uh, MKUltra, the LSD project? Yeah. You know, COINTELPRO? MKUltra. Yeah, and then there was COINTELPRO, which was the counterintelligence program. Let's talk about, let's see if we get a few more of these done. We've got about uh, seven or eight minutes. I want to see if I can get them all in. Next one, Army Intelligence and Security Command offers essential intel to troops in the battlefield. So some of these make sense. Uh, you know, if you've got intelligence, but I think that would be a regular function of the Army, because of course you have to get information to troops in the battlefield. These are the ones causing the problem. So the defense ones seem pretty good. Uh, I would think they would be more coordinated. I don't see why the Army can't use Air Force satellites. Yeah, they're not causing the problem. You're right. They're not causing the problem. It's those other ones. So when they say 17 agencies, some of them are actually part of the military and have nothing to do with American civilians because they're actually engaged in, in combat operations, you know, in, in uh, wars around the, around, the, around the world. So I don't have a problem with that. I have a problem with the wars themselves, you know. <laughs> and I hear John Bolton wants to run for president so he can cause wars everywhere. All right. Oh, here's the, so let's talk about the yeah. – so here's Army Intelligence and Security Command offers essential intel to troops. Okay. Headquarters, Fort Belvoir, Virginia. Mission, INSCOM, <laughs> I-N-S-C-O-M, provides commanders on the ground with information they may need on the battlefield. Intercepted enemy radar communications, maps, ground imagery, and information on force structure and numbers. I bet you they've tapped into the Russians. I bet you they're supplying uh, uh, the Ukrainians with intelligence 
based on Russian troop movements, weapons, information, things like that. Betcha, betcha. Budget, unknown. <laughs> the total military intelligence budget was $21.5 billion in 2012. That's a lot of money. Oh, here's one. Here's where it gets bad again. The Department of Energy. <laughs> Did you know the Department of Energy has an intelligence bureau? The Department of Energy Office of Intelligence and Counterintelligence gathers information on foreign nuclear weapons. Well, that's interesting. What else do they gather information on? You know, solar energy, wind. You know, uh, uh, remember we had that thing on um, fusion, clean fusion. We did it the other day. Huh. Here we go. This is surprisingly, <laughs> it surprised me. The Energy Department even has an intelligence service. The Office of Intelligence and Counterintelligence focuses on technical intelligence on nuclear weapons and nonproliferation. We did that with um, Peter Pry. He never mentioned this in the Department of Energy. This is nuclear energy, especially foreign and energy security. Headquarters, Washington, D.C. Mission, the Department of Energy doesn't have the ability to conduct foreign intelligence, instead relying on information passed to them by other agencies, such as the CIA or the NSA. If it involves weapons mass destruction, the DOE offers up analytical expertise. So the Department of Energy gets, uh, this is fascinating, budget, unknown. <laughs> like other government budgets, the intelligence activity is not specifically mentioned, although it may fall under atomic energy defense activities. Now, here's a reform that we need to get to the um, members of Congress, the House Freedom Caucus. They need to start disclosing these budgets, or at least going over them a lot more carefully. Who knows what these people are doing? Here's another one. Coast Guard Intelligence provides information on maritime security and homeland defense. Okay, headquarters, Washington, D.C. Mission. Although the GCI, the Coast Guard Intelligence, is technically an intelligence agency, uh, it says its primary mission is as investigative arm of the Coast Guard. Well, sounds good so far. CGI special agents conduct criminal, counterintelligence, and personnel security investigations within the Coast Guard's area of responsibility, with the majority being criminal offenses violating military law, according to the Coast Guard's official website. What do you mean military law? I thought they were like chasing drug dealers and things like that. However, the Coast Guard does have specialties conducting analysis and collecting intelligence. Budget, unknown. <laughs> Here we go. Like the Army, the budget has some overlap, although in the 2014 budget requests include $60 million for C-41SR systems, an acronym for Command, Control, Communications, Computers, Intelligence, Surveillance, and Reconnaissance, hence C-4. CGI headquarters is relatively small, small, employing only 280 people. Oh, here we go. You still with me? I hear, I hear background noise. How many have we done so far? Yeah, I'm here. We, I'm getting ready to leave, coming Oh, okay. Well, that's fine. I'll, I'll keep going. I want to finish this list so it's all in one podcast. Next one, the okay. Treasury's Office of – did you know the Treasury has their own intelligence service? The Treasury's Office of Intelligence and Analysis collects terrorism and financial intelligence. No, Piaki's left. It's just me and you, all you folks out there. The Treasury's Office of Intelligence and Analysis collects terrorism and financial intelligence. This is fascinating. The Office of Intelligence and Analysis is fairly new, established in 2004 by the Intelligence Authorization Act. OIA's focus is mainly on providing information to combat terrorism and illicit financial transactions. Isn't that what the Securities and Exchange Commission is for? I would have thought. I could be wrong, but uh, that's my curiosity. All right. So then we've got Headquarters Washington, OIA safeguards the U.S. financial system against illicit use and combating rogue nations, terrorist facilitators, weapons of mass destruction proliferators, money launderers, well, that would be Ukraine, drug kingpins, that would be Mexico, and other national security threats. Well, how come they're not doing their job? How come they're not disclosing all the the money laundering in Ukraine? (laughs) Because the U.S. government is doing it. That's why. Next one, the Drug Enforcement Administration hunts down illegal drugs. 
the DEA has been gathering intelligence for anti-drug operations since its establishment in 1973. The agency collects and provides intelligence to other law enforcement agencies and helps with investigations. Headquarters, El Paso, Texas. Gee, who was just in El Paso, Texas? Can we say Brandon? Brandon was just there in El Paso, Texas. I wonder if you visited the Drug Enforcement Administration uh, headquarters in El Paso. Hmm. DEA assists local and federal law enforcement in conducting major drug investigations, along with developing information that leads to seizures and arrests. Okay, normally that would be a good thing, especially at the border. But that's not actually the federal jurisdiction because they have no criminal jurisdiction in the Constitution. Right, only military. So it's like most of these agencies, you know, really shouldn't exist. Budget, $2 billion. That's the total budget of the DEA in 2013. Next one, the Marine Corps. Well, every, every service has to have their own intelligence agency. That's what, oops, there's my 10-second warning. I'll just keep going. The Marine Corps intelligence activity monitors the Corps' battlefields. Makes sense. Like Army intelligence, the Marine Corps provides their own agency to collect and analyze information for troops on the ground. Headquarters, Quantico. Makes sense. Mission, primary function of Marine IA is to give tactical and operational intelligence to battlefield commanders. Got it. Budget, unknown. Huh. So what else are they doing? The total military intelligence budget was $21.5 billion in 2012. Oh, here's a new one. This is interesting. The National Geospatial Intelligence Agency. Who the hell are they? Provides advanced mapping for military forces. It says military, but if they can provide advanced mapping, they can map your house. They can map your backyard. They can probably map the bottom of your pool. They can map everything. I'm sure they can map inside your house. Thermal imaging. Who knows what they can do? It says, having its roots from the 1972 formation of the Defense Mapping Agency and formerly known as NIMA, the agency was renamed the National Geospatial Intelligence Agency in 2003, two years after uh, 9-11. That would have been during the Patriot Act, I believe. The agency has the task of collecting and under, understanding Earth's physical and man-made attributes. What, global warming? <laughs> is, is this the climate change modelers? Are these the ones that found out that the ozone hole uh, over Antarctica is actually closing by quite a bit? It is. I've got that in our uh, environmental uh, action radio environmental action page. Yep. Look at NASA has a report that the, uh, the ozone hole is closing. Ozone's doing just fine. Thank you very much. And don't worry about global warming because uh, the ozone's closing. There you go. This is using advanced imagery, mainly from satellites. It was NGA watching Osama bin Laden's compound in Pakistan. Oh, really? So if they're watching uh, Osama bin Laden's compound, why did it take several years to find him? Well, obviously they knew where he was. But they didn't want to get him until they wanted to get him. That's a problem. Mission, NGA employs cartographers, those are map people, and analysts that collect and generate information about the Earth. Uh, you'd think they'd be you know, projecting earthquakes in the San Andreas Fault in California by now, but apparently not yet. We, always, we also have the USGS, the US Geological Survey. I don't know if they have their own intelligence, but we'll find out. This data is used in navigation, national security, military operations, and humanitarian aid efforts. So who, so who, who runs the GPS? Budget. Classified, of course. NGA employs approximately 14,500 people, uh, government civilians. 14,500. That's a small town the National Geospatial Intelligence Agency. Here's another one, the National Reconnaissance Office. Okay, these are the, real, these are the nasty spy guys. These are the ones that, uh, that move with Gene Hackman, and I've forgotten who, uh, uh, who else was in it. Will Smith, I think, William Smith. There's Will Smith and William Smith. They're, they're different people. Anyway, the National Reconnaissance Office, the NRO, is responsible for America's spy satellites. This is real deep stuff, okay? 
While the NGA is responsible for gaining information from satellite data, the National Reconnaissance Office, created secretly in 1961 and not acknowledged until 1992, <laughs> that's a big gap, is in, char- is in charge with satellite design, building, launch, and maintenance. Headquarters, Chantilly, Virginia. NRO gives its mission as Innovative Overhead Intelligence Systems for National Security. Simply put, the NRO provides their customers at the CIA, the DOD, and elsewhere with technologically advanced spy satellites. Budget classified. And don't forget the Navy. The official, the Office of Naval Intelligence, the Navy has their own intelligence too, provides information on the world's oceans to sailors everywhere. Again, this makes sense. So it's not spying that I have a problem with. It's spying on Americans that I have a problem with. All right? You know, if you want to, if you want to do that, that's what law enforcement's for, not these huge federal agencies, especially not for political purposes to help Brandon, you know, maintain his coup. It says the Office of Naval Intelligence was established in 1882. <laughs> that's right. That's, I said that right. 1882. I said that correctly. For the purpose of collecting and recording naval information that could be useful in war and peace. Like other military intelligence services, ONI gives maritime commanders information they need on foreign sources. Headquarters, Washington, D.C. I imagine that would be the Pentagon. Uh, this is budget unknown. The total military intelligence budget was $21.5 billion. We've seen that before. The Department of Homeland Security. They have the intelligence office, too. The Office of Intelligence and Analysis looks for information on any potential threats to the U.S. That would be who they consider threats, conservatives, patriots, independents, people they classify as white supremacists, people they classify as domestic terrorists. In other words, parents that show up to school boards. This is another bad one. The Department of Homeland Security Office of Intelligence and Analysis. Here we go. The DHS Office of Intelligence and Analysis works primarily on homeland threats. In other words, the Minister of Internal Security. Yeah, so they're maintaining, their job is to maintain the government. <laughs> okay. It's just, well, they don't say that. I said that, right? Collecting and analyzing information, they said that, and sharing intelligence with local and federal law enforcement through the use of fusion centers. Oh, we have to look up those. Guess I think I have a big report to do tomorrow. I'm going to pick a few of these agencies and look more into them. This is collecting and analyzing information and sharing intelligence with local and federal law enforcement. Wait a minute. So what, what are the local, uh, locals and the feds doing together? I'm just curious. You know, I need to know, right? Mission. They work on four main areas. Understanding threats through analysis, collecting information relative to homeland security, sharing that information with the agencies that need it, and managing the homeland security enterprise. What's the homeland security enterprise? Is that the government business? Is that the government business of maintaining? Is that like the, the, the combination of the Federal Reserve and the, the tax base? And the, is, the, is the government its own country? This is another thing we're going to be exploring. The government may be its own country. The nation of government. I'm going to write that article too. So this is managing the Homeland Security Enterprise. That's just an interesting choice of words. Budget classified. In the Congressional Research Service report, uh, that's the Congressional Research Service. Yeah, they're supposedly the good guys. It's noted that the DNI does not publicly disclose details about the intelligence budget, but reported that an aggregate amount of appropriated to the National Intelligence Program for fiscal year 2009 was, 49, was basically $50 billion. How many more of these do we have? Uh, we've, got, uh, we've got a few more. Uh, about three or four more. We're almost done. So I've got uh, Homeland Security. Next one is the Office of the Director of National Intelligence is where all the intelligence should come together for delivery to the president. So that was what uh, – oh, I forgot what his name. Anyway, I'm trying to think of the person that used to do that. I don't know who does that now. The Office of the, the DNI. So this is the coordinator of all the intelligence. Now, the idea of sending intelligence to Brandon is kind of contradictory because you have to have intelligence to read intelligence. 
that's another story. Established in 2004, that would be Bush's and the Bush's first term, the Office of the Director of National Intelligence, the ODNI, manages the efforts of the entire U.S. intelligence community. Director R. James R. Clapper, okay, he was the criminal, right? James Clapper serves as the principal advisor to the president, as well as the National Security and Homeland Security Council's headquarters, Washington, D.C. There's a, there's a really good guy under Trump, and I've forgotten his name, but Clapper's the, the criminal. And we're going to talk about, this is the agency I think I really have to look into. Mission, the DNI has two main missions, to lead intelligence integration and forge an intelligence community that delivers the most insightful intelligence possible. Or manipulate it and share only what they want to share and make uh, their enemies look as bad as possible. Budget. The specifics of the office itself are unknown, of course, but the total aggregate is like $48 billion. Uh, here we go. Bonus. The intelligence state has, oh, so those are the 17 agencies. The intelligence state has been expanding drastically since 9-11. The article says, uh, the U.S. intelligence community is officially made of 17 organizations, but there is even more to the story. A groundbreaking investigation from the Washington Post found some rather daunting figures. Here we go. 1,271 government organizations and 1,931 private companies are working on intelligence, counterterrorism, or homeland security in the U.S. 1,200 government, almost 2,000 private. Fascinating. Just the NSA alone is contracting with more than 250 companies on intelligence work including big names like Northrop Grumman and SAIC. I'm not sure who they are. You know who else they're contracting with? Twitter, Facebook, Google, Instagram, uh, probably TikTok, all the social media. They're all, they're all in this uh, with the NSA, I'm sure. Because what better intelligence than what people are supplying to them you know, on all, our, all of our pages? Okay? And with me, you want to know what I say? You want to know what I think? You know, NSA, listen to the show. They probably do anyway. Anyway, I wonder who's assigned to me. <laughs> Let me interesting to find out. All right. Then it says, many intelligence agencies are doing redundant work, such as 51 federal and military organizations that track the flow of money in and out of terror networks. 51 federal and military organizations. Well, they need just one. Then it says, so you're one reason why those intelligence budgets are classified. Millions of dollars in so-called ghost money is given to foreign governments. This thing, this, uh, this is great. <laughs> I've got... Uh, I got more questions than I do answers from this article. All right, so let me let me find out where it all comes from, and I have to go now. We're going to play a couple more things for you, but uh, let me see. Let's get back to the beginning. This is Paul S Z O L D R A. Paul Zoldra. Uh, it's from Insider. The website is Insider. And then we got Military and Defense. May third, May eleventh, twenty thirteen, five twenty seven a.m. Well, there we go. Well, I'm going to share this one. I got a lot to share on this. We're not done. We have a bunch of stuff to do. Anyway, just to remind you that if you want to help us out here, and uh, we're in a big financial uh, drive right now, givesendgo.com. That's givesendgo.com uh, slash action radio. Givesendgo.com slash action radio. So I'm just marking down my time here for my last break. Also, if you want to, uh, you know, if you want to sponsorship, if you want to sponsor us here with ads, I'll make you an ad. You know, all these ads that I make for people, you know, I do that. Uh, and then I can put your ad up here too. And then you can uh, help us out that way. We also have paypal.com slash paypalme slash action radio. That's paypal.com slash paypalme slash action radio. And that should do it. So I'll play a couple more things and then I'm out of here for today. And uh, it's been great. It's been a really, I, I love today's show has been fabulous. So blogtalkradio.com slash citizen action is the website for us here. WriteYourLaws.com, W-R-I-T-E-Y-O-U-R-L-A-W-S, WriteYourLaws.com is where the legislative stuff 
stuff takes place. We have a chat line, which you're welcome to type into, uh, a live chat during the show. We also have a Skype line where you can call us from anywhere in the world. And all this information is on your broadcast page. So take a look there, see what you can see, and I'll be back tomorrow. Greg Penglis here for my book, The Complete Guide to Flight Instruction. Everyone at some point in their life wants to learn how to fly. Few try. Even fewer go on to get a license. I believe a major reason for that is how we teach people how to fly. My book is designed to help you navigate the flight training system, but it's so much more than that. It really describes an entirely new way to teach flying. So if you've never tried a lesson or got discouraged in your training and quit for any reason, this book can help you. Don't be a rope pilot who just follows procedures. Be a thinking pilot who makes great decisions, who understands all the reasons why we do what we do. You can incorporate these principles into your own flight training at any time. The Complete Guide to Flight Instruction is featured on the Action Radio with Greg Pankless Facebook page and is available from Amazon.com. Do you know your way around healthcare, insurance, pharmacies, surgery, alternative treatments and choices? I don't. Which is why I'm so glad I met Priscilla Romans, had her on Action Radio, and learned about health patient advocacy. She is the founder of Great Care. And now as an affiliate of Great Care, we are proud to offer through our discount code, WYL, which stands for Write Your Laws, a 10% discount. Great Care saves you both time and money. They provide medical advocacy, consultation, advice, and recommendations nationwide. Their website is greatcare.com. That's G-R-A-I-T-H care.com. You can email them at greatcare.adm at gmail.com or call them at 469-864-7149. That's 469-864-7149. Great Care, better health through better knowledge and advocacy. Action Radio, part of the ADHD Radio Network, the ultimate free speech zone. We the people give our consent to be governed through writing the laws by which we are governed and have the power through juries to nullify the laws by which we do not consent to be governed. At Action Radio, we don't report the news. We are the news. Every other show reports what has happened. We talk about what can happen. From the questions no one has thought to ask, to the answers no one has thought to consider, to the actions no one has dared to take. That is Action Radio. Action Radio.